You fucking <laughs> You fucking morons! <laughs> what the hell does dead air mean to you? <laughs> and now, the show you've all been waiting for! It's live from the Loft Wing! Introducing your host, a man who named himself after his second favorite Zelda game, Noah! I actually don't know if it even breaks top five these days, but great introduction, Josh. Thank you very much for that. And introducing our special guest star, a woman named after the two greatest characters in all of Star Trek, Kira Picard! That's <laughs> not. So close. I wish. And as always, I am your host, Josh. As always on our first inaugural episode. Very, very well done. Very excellent energy that you Thank you for there. inviting us into your home, Kira. Inviting isn't necessarily Out the here right in the countryside. Thank you for accommodating us inviting ourselves into your home. I think it's the Technically, I had an option. It, you did. You, I you gave you a choice. Told us no, that is true. Yeah. And, and you actually, hold on, I have to open our DMs because you said something that was extremely relatable that I want to share. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know what this is too. I believe you did share this with me as well. Uh, I'm all about honesty, clearly, honestly. as you'll see from this text. We talked about Star Trek a lot <laughs> in preparation. <laughs> Gotta warm up the uh, the, yeah, the Trek right. chops. Uh, yes, it was. I can't decide whether my desire to not leave my house or my desire to not have people in my house is greater, which extremely relatable. Yeah, that is. You know, I actually don't relate. I have no issue with people coming into or going to places. Yeah, well, I decided I didn't feel like leaving today. So I'm a social butterfly. I'm like you two. <laughs> Truly a recluses. A, a, a skyward sword bird on the wall. <laughs> Is that yeah? I mean, it's the best I got. Uh, not great. I mean, the branding's gonna be very loose here, because we're not exactly talking about Legend of Zelda. We could. I've never played it. It's Skyward Sword. No. Oh, don't I you have the, the HD, HD version? You haven't played, played it. it? Yeah. You... I kind of just bought it to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the the Joy Cons on, so I don't care if I don't have the physical release. Well, right. Yeah, because because he couldn't get the physical release or his pre order or something didn't come in. It was that I when well, no, I he went. Didn't... He when I went to pre-order, I couldn't, and then when they reopened again, I was I was off my radar because so like, so like the day of, he's like, I'm super pissed, I can't get a physical copy, and I'm like, so like, but it's Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. The thing that pisses me off is that the like two GameStops around us didn't have any copies aside from their pre-order copies, which is they told me their protocol is we only get in what we pre-ordered they have no excess stock in case oh. anyone who doesn't pre-order wants to buy it which is blatantly untrue because a friend of mine who works at gamestop at indiana in near indianapolis um he well he worked there at the time he doesn't work there anymore but he like showed me a picture of their drawer of like 40 extra copies and no one had come and buy it that day i'm like yeah it's not exactly a popular it wasn't exactly the most popular Zelda game when it came out. Nonetheless, for more money than it cost back then for an HD texture pack running at 60 FPS. So, like, I'm surprised they didn't have extra copies. That's why I was mad. So I bought a physical copy, like, a week later to kind of run it <laughs> Yeah, game. just to... Haven't played it. Out of spite, and he hasn't played it. Amazing. Mm, that's a power move. I respect it. Thank you. <laughs> it uh, truly is. How much did that power move cost you? 60 bucks. 60 nice. bones. That's right. 
worth every dollar. So, uh, so what are we doing here? So this. Yeah. <laughs> that was very. I'm projecting. Kira, Kira like, recoiled. Visibly shrunk back into the couch. I she... startle easily, and I'm surrounded by people with very loud, no. sudden voices. <laughs> the problem in my everyday life, let alone right now. In the comfort of your own house. Yeah. This is like your nightmare. I can't turn phone. the volume down on you guys that's if you're here. <laughs> yeah, it's your Discord. You can just kind of mute us whenever it's convenient. Accurate. Yeah. Well, not mute. I have to at least know. If you turn me down. You turn me down to two percent. I mean, right? if you if you picked up a remote, pointed at me, and pressed the button, there's like a ninety percent chance I'd go you, with the bit. You'd go with the bit. That is true. I need so, to start carrying a remote. Anyway, yeah. What, so what what are we doing here? What's this? All is a variety podcast. That's what I'm calling it. A variety podcast. It's me and Noah and a rotating cast of the most fantastic guest stars that you are ever going to meet in the amateur podcast business. That is true. That's that's not. (laughs) uh, And that list being personal friends that we know. That will will agree to be Shanghai'd into this. Correct. And confirm I am currently rotating. (laughs) Like you're out of space. (laughs) fire. I'm the rotating is, guest. Is that what it feels like metaphorically? You're like no, they don't know right that now? I'm not. Don't spoil it. No, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm actively spinning. Don't, don't peel back the curtain. <laughs> oh, you're right. Sure, sure, true. Audience, there is a curtain. Um, it's being peeled back. Yeah, a metaphysical curtain. Yeah. So she's each actually week, standing behind the living room window curtains right now. Bi-weekly, we will sit down and have a conversation as friends. What we are going to talk about is what we have been watching, playing, and slash or reading, if any of that has occurred. Which it does not often. What do we do if none of that has occurred? Uh, then I am always watching, so I guess that... that... <laughs> I would love... I am going to love to rip that out of context. Of Who the watches the Watchers watching always? I watched Watchmen. Does that count? Well done. The Watchers have watched Watchmen. Go on, explain. I was thinking about that for too long. <laughs> so anyway, that's about it. Like, we might do other stuff later. Like, I'd love to answer emails. I think that would be super fun. Where, uh, we have not set up an email yet. so Maybe we, little games. Maybe, I, I'll edit in and post. I'll put... I actually, I have an opening quiz. Just one single question. Sure. I didn't... And you might, you might yeah, know the answer to I this, because you might have heard me talking loudly in my room. Okay. Which is bigger... The aircraft carrier USS Enterprise, or the Constitution class USS Enterprise. I'm not a ships person. I think the aircraft carrier. I feel like the answer is the unobvious one. Like you'd assume that the spaceship would be bigger, but obviously the aircraft carrier is actually bigger because it's a gotcha question. But now I feel like it's an anti-gotcha question. You're really trying to read his rock paper scissors answer, aren't you? I'm gonna say the spaceship. I think the aircraft. I think the aircraft. Because it's not what Noah said. Yeah, one of us will be right either way. That's a good way. Hedge our bets. The other only (laughs) chance. Let's hedge our bets here. It's very interesting that you would think that because you're wrong. The aircraft carrier is bigger. Yeah. Slightly. Slightly. That's why I, was, I really believe that. By so how much? If you want... Hi, Clyde. 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 There's a cat uh, Clyde. in Kira's house. Clyde. Named Clyde. Yeah, Small he's Small dragon creature. Dragon? Clyde. I'm decided he's a dragon now. Um, no, he hates us. They won't okay. know the difference. We're too loud. He hates us. Uh, what was it's I saying? Oh, yeah. We're talking about how, so how much want... bigger is it by? 
only a couple of like that was a, terrible a number of tens of meters because gotcha. um i knew it the the enterprise d is like three times larger than the enterprise oh that's see this is this is where like i don't i don't but, uh, absorb information on ships like most Trekkies do, which makes me feel like a bad Trekkie half the time, but I don't care. It was, I like, <laughs> I love the scale of stuff in sci-fi, like yeah. comprehending yeah. how big it is. So like, you are vaguely aware of how big an aircraft carrier is, so now you can know how vaguely large the USS Enterprise I don't, I don't is. know that I really know how big an aircraft carrier is, now that They're I think about big. it. They're big, they can hold planes. I mean, yeah. I've seen little ones. <laughs> I have watched the Abrams trilogy and Lower Decks. Honestly, and that's it. Lower Decks is very good. Lower Decks is excellent. I have it's but only, like, it's only good if you know all the references. No, I was having a lot of fun, even though I didn't understand. But that's like, the thing is, like, even though I didn't know the references, I knew it was referencing. So I was like, hey, that's probably a reference to Star Trek. That's pretty neat. I love the idea of being like, oh, nice, a reference to something I don't understand. <laughs> well, awesome. the, the thing is, like, I know and I've absorbed enough Trek, like, reference, referential. Yeah, through, like, you and Josh and uh, my parents to a degree. Oh. Um, they weren't, like, super into Trek, but they didn't watch it. So Everyone like, watched I, it in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I got, I, I get, like, some of it. Like, you can also you can be watching something, especially if you're with someone who is into the thing, and you're yeah, like, yeah, no, that was that's a, a reference someone will appreciate. Yeah, no, Josh can attest that I did that exact thing when we were watching uh, Lower Decks. I was like, oh, hey, that's a thing, isn't it? And he was like, yep, sure is. I'm like the worst person to watch something that I'm super into with because I like pause and explain. No, I. But I the thing is, I actually love that. I enjoy that. It's no. like it's like DVD extras. It's a DVD commentary. Out of my yeah. mouth. I will be watching stuff by myself, and I will pause for myself so that I can out loud explain, like, oh my gosh, that's funny because... But then when I'm actually watching it with another person, oh, I won't pause it because I never have the remote in my hand. Right. And then the other... It's usually my mom. will just be like, stop talking. I'm missing the show. I'll, <laughs> and be I'll annoyed and want to keep playing. But, uh. I'll do that with... Um, with emotional moments though like i will just pause and sit there and be upset and be like fuck like oh my god i can't believe what i just watched you ever just pause to scream and pause to cry yeah a lot no i just go like, like <laughs> genuinely i've gone like this very great visual for this that. audio only podcast i, I in the audio narration i have taken my hands <laughs> Palm inwards and put them together in he's covered his cup, mouth in and a i have covered expression. my mouth in an expression typically indicating shock or surprise. Yeah, right. Okay. Also, uh, to recover the thread, going back to the answering emails uh, that I will probably in post at the end of the episode, uh, post put in the email address that we have set up in the interim time between recording this and uploading. This Gosh, I hope. Anybody interested in starting? Because we don't have an email address. Uh, that I can plug gonna, right now, no. but if you want to send any emails to ask these questions, obviously the tens of people that are going to watch this yeah. pod, listen to this podcast. Please oh, he's do. He's starting my letter writing campaign early to bring me back as a guest star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, much like the late great, Man. not actually dead, I don't think. Oh gosh, I can't remember his name. There's an there's a Star Trek actor who in Next Gen, the, he's in like the first episode of Next Generation, and they got rid of him, and then he did a letter writing campaign to bring him back. Was it the guy who played the Ferengi? Uh, no, um... Was it John Delancey? It was not John Delancey! <laughs> Gosh dang it, I said
say his name in my head all the time because it's funny. Um, I think they replaced him with O'Brien, ironically. Uh, he's like an angry Scottish guy or something. That wasn't the other angry Scottish guys we know and love. I have, I've only seen Encounter at Farpoint like once because it's I terrible. Think, I don't remember if it was actually Encounter at Farpoint or if he was like in an earlier thing. I don't know. It's like a whole thing. Encounter at Farpoint is... No, I know. The first episode. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm saying I'm now not remembering if he's actually in the show. <clears throat> or if they like caught him before they even actually had the show. And he right. still did a letter right... Why? This is gonna right, so to me. pivot, gonna, uh, but also that. direct... It's, it's a very great segue when you guys segue. talk about this. Josh, talk, tell us about Strange New Worlds, because you've been watching oh, yeah. that, right? So I I have consumed exactly one episode of Strange New Worlds. So this is kind of false advertising. <laughs> and Kira has... I have consumed Strange New World. And Kira <laughs> has watched three episodes? Yeah, three, and that's out of like... Seven. Why don't you both talk Abby about Strange New Worlds? Because I have We're going to spend like 40 minutes talking about Star Trek on <laughs> oh, this podcast. No. Well, I mean, you've already spent like 15 minutes I've been waiting on this podcast. so long to have an excuse to geek out about no, do it. Star Trek. Uh, like literally... And then, and then, and then, and then we'll... Uh, the tables will turn because you'll be there. Oh, I mean, you've seen it too, but me and Kara will talk about our shared experience um, with uh, a certain amusement park ride, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh no. That's later. We'll get there. Yeah, anyway. okay. Tell us about Strange New Worlds. Star Trek Strange New Worlds <laughs> is the fourth Star Trek show of the modern era. Really? New Trek. Really going at it, huh? It occurs... I think Boldly it's coming, I 10 think. years before Kirk takes the Enterprise. Yeah. So yeah. this show literally cannot possibly go more than 10 seasons. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Because Pike has to become trapped in his own body at some point. That's not a spoiler. That's canon. Yeah. Well, he talks uh, about sure. it in like the first 10 minutes of the first episode of Strange New World. But the show is Captain Pike, who was the captain of Discovery for a season pretty good season uh i do think i like him slightly less than the first captain on disco but no one's seen disco so we don't have to talk about it and also spock played by ethan hunt yeah it's because it's not zachary quinto (coughs) is that the guy who plays him in the abrams trilogy i believe so and it's um actually it's the abrams duology but the JJ verse, thank you. The, okay. <laughs> or the Kelvin timeline. How is it not a trilogy? It's Star Trek Into Darkness. Because Abrams made there. a shitty Star Trek movie, and then he made like an okay Star Trek movie. Are you saying that Into made... Darkness was better than Star Trek 2009? Was it 09? I don't actually know if I have an opinion on which one is better. They both, they both were fine movies. They just don't like feel like Trek. But to me, Beyond <clears throat> felt like Trek. Even I would. Trek. Ethan Peck. Peck. Ethan Peck. Is that yeah. Josh Peck's relative? I don't think it is. I looked it up earlier. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I, I remember looking it you up. You had the I exact same thought. <laughs> no, when I first watched Strange New World, I definitely Googled that, and I'm pretty sure I was disappointed. <laughs> he was right. not also related to Josh Peck. So, anyway, Strange New Worlds, there's three familiar faces Captain Pike, Spock, and Uhura, who I was not and expecting. There's Nurse another one? Chapel. <laughs> I never watched the original series. You can't. It was it was two thousand nine. I'm vindicated myself. Yeah. No. Gosh. That's 
That's the year that movie came out, yes. Yeah, but that's how you should refer to it, because that way if you say Star Trek... And T'Pring! T'Pring is technically a returning character. <clears throat> I see. Okay, so, some familiar faces, five of them. <laughs> well, she's only but one episode. And it is the USS <laughs> Enterprise, which does let us look at what the Enterprise looks like, so... I think the angle we're taking is just a clean retcon of the aesthetic of Star Trek. Still salty, but it's fine. <laughs> well, we haven't they haven't overwritten our carpeted hallways and L car system just yet. Good. This is this is good. They, so straight, they can take the L cars out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> so Strange New Worlds is at least to me the impression is that it's a sort of return to a more classic 90s era style of Trek, a sort of monster of the week-ish format. It's more episodic. But the more monster like, is like societal issues from lower societies. Called episodic. Only in some Trek. Ah, I see. Uh, so Strange New Worlds, I really liked the first episode. Uh, it's, and sometimes it's the holodeck pranks the entire ship and tries Those to are great episodes every time. Holodeck are my favorite. <laughs> this is actually a reference to the, uh, the animated series the first time it showed up. I actually know that because I watched an episode of Um Actually earlier. <laughs> and they, it was on that episode. Jeez, oh, um, But did you know that it... <laughs> like, in the first episode it appeared, uh, there was, like, on the back... In the back of, like, a fake Kirk that said Kirk is a jerk or something and tried to kill many of them in a blizzard in the hot deck. Nice. That's that was its debut appearance. It was trying to murder the crew. Yeah. Oh, the holodeck. Yeah, the holodeck itself. I didn't realize they debuted that in TAS. It That's was in TAS. Wait, really? Yeah, that it was in TAS. The the whole the the question on the um actually said that it was introducing next generation, and that was the wrong thing. That was actually in TAS. I didn't actually know that. Thank you for teaching me about Star Trek, man, who has watched like maybe two <laughs> Star Trek. You know what? That's what I'm here for. As a Star Trek expert, uh, I love. Uh, uh, I think you mean Trekspert. I like uh, the, the 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 funny bald guy. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I love that that's a question that you can ask. <laughs> I love, I, the joke was, but I like Picard. He's a cool captain. Picard is a cool captain. I think not all that funny, though. <laughs> He's I just like, Bob Picard, obviously. Picard can be funny. Remember the Loxwana Troy episode where he has to pretend to be in love with her? I, okay, uh, uh, unpopular opinion to some, apparently. I love Luxana, and I feel yes. like a lot of people hate her, and I don't care. I think she's hilarious. She's great. I will not apologize. And she's Majel Barrett. I mean, I just really, yeah, exactly. That's Majel Barrett huge... is half of Trek canon. It's and a huge it's fine. piece of Trek history on screen. Yep. Pretending to love Ferengi boys. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> to, uh, to recover your thread, Strange New Worlds. <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Somehow, the most ADHD of the three of us uh, is going to be it. picking up the threads. So, in my opinion, the best part of the Kelvin... The best and kind of the worst part of the Kelvin timeline was seeing new visuals. And this show has shown a lot of love for Star Trek because everything that they have on the ship is this sleek, futuristic aesthetic, but they also use like a very familiar like color palette because like the ship is the ship's interior has like red that sort of like beige like very familiar color colors very and and they also kept the old sound effects yeah i did appreciate that um the other thing is 
they have a lot of the same like uh, technology, little handheld technology bits, but they've kind of extrapolated some of that tech to make a little bit more sense. Oh yeah, yeah. From. I like how their hand communicators plug into a little like yeah. switch unit. <laughs> wait, wait. Do they have like, they, well, they, they have like a Nintendo Switch dock? Yes. Yeah, in. and then it does it's video. Got a screen. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's excellent. Because the old communicators are like a flip phone. Yeah, they're like pop just, it open yeah. and it makes <laughs> the little noise. Make oh, the noise. Pick mine out. You have one. Though. Oh, yeah. I, I have an, I have like a TNG style com badge that does Bluetooth. I need one of those so badly. Um, no, when I was in middle school, like I was like, uh, I was a purist for the original series. Right. So I had the OG communicator. Um. And then I did also like the Kelvin movies uh, at the time, but also probably because I was like fresh into Trek. Right. So I was like, whoa, big Star Trek in big movie theater. Um, <laughs> the movies were like fun to watch. <clears throat> we saw them, I think I saw like all three of them at the IMAX because my dad's uh, nerdy engineer friends would go with us. <laughs> and uh, so I'd go with all these like 40 year old men and see Star Trek movies at <laughs> yeah. the IMAX. Yeah. It was a mood though. <laughs> I was in the seventh grade, man, I was living the dream. Star Trek is generational. Literally. That's one of the greatest parts about it. That's yeah. why the next one's called The Next Generation. Wow. And also the movie Star Trek Generations. Generations. Yeah. You know, Which that's what I, I did not know seen. about that piece You haven't of seen Generations? No, okay, so I haven't really sat down and watched any of the movies yet. The old ones. Any of the movies? I think I watched Wrath of Khan. But I, I have a much harder time committing to movies because they're that's like an hour and a half long. Investment, yeah. I'll watch three episodes of something. <laughs> that is the same time. But it, yeah. feel, it feels like less, yeah, yeah. right? Because and I can, I can like dip earlier. Yeah, you can you can nope out and not care. Yeah. So no, I've yeah. been meaning to go back and watch all of the feature films because I'm like, that's like more of Star Trek I like. But... Generations is the only time to my knowledge that Picard and um, Kirk have been on screen at the same time. Yeah. And it's pretty great because they made that movie in, I want to say the early 2000s. Is maybe the late old? 90s. That not old? Generations. Is it that recent? Yeah. Wowzers. Well, I mean, early 2000s, recent. That was uh, yeah. 22 <laughs> years ago now, Kira. Oh, my yeah, God. But Stop like... hitting me with the passage of time today, God. <laughs> but it's pretty great, though, because, like, <laughs> Shatner looks really old and confused, and he's only, like, 60 at that time. <laughs> that was in 1994. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Early, early 90s, okay. Yeah. That was almost 30 years ago. I had that poster. I, I thought there was no way that was there. 19, 1994 was 20 28 years, years ago. ago. Wow. So that's the only time that Kirk and um, Picard have been on screen at the same time. That was also the last year that uh, that Next Generation was Aired? on air. Yeah. Right. And then DS9 picked up, and then two years into DS9, Voyager started? So DS9 had already been on air for a couple oh, of no, years. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 wait. Um... Because uh, DS9 started, and then in season four we got Worf, because he just come off of yes. Next Gen. So yes. Next Gen ended in, like, that time. And then, like, a year or two later, Voyager started, and they had an episode. Their their show started on DS9. Because yep. Star Trek, like, does this cool kind of, like, passing the torch thing. It's very entertaining. What does the... I know that you, you talked about how there was, like... Correct me if I'm wrong, or if I'm just pulling out of my... Uh, structurally superfluous behind but you uh let me know there was one where the previous captain was there for like a season of the new series and then they were um 
So Picard is in the first episode of DS9. That is what. And him and Cisco do not get along, and it is really cool. Uh, that is then, that is what I was thinking of. And then Cisco Cisco does not appear. Does he? Is he in the Voyager episode? I don't know that he is. I don't didn't think you, like, he is. What are your, didn't you like just? Are you just watching Voyager now? Uh, no, me just watching show? Voyager. I I'm finally on the last season of Voyager. I've been trying to watch it for what is now probably at least a year. Um, the way that I consume Trek is very slowly, <laughs> which is I mean, like, am I very hardcore into it? Yes. Has it taken me ten plus years to watch all of it? Also, yes. <laughs> I am yeah. only just now finishing Voyager, and will then move on to other shows and as we mentioned I also haven't even watched the movies yet because I'm a fraud but <laughs> uh, so they go to DS9 and that's where and they Quark meet. is in it and I think yes. Odo might be in it but I don't think yes. Cisco's in it I don't I just well, I've just listened to a, a podcast episode doesn't about Cisco this. like commit war crimes I mean I don't know DS9 it. is great it's intense doesn't yeah. Cisco commit like war crimes yes <laughs> amazing there's oh my favorite you've watched all of DS9 I have seen now. all of DS9 finally my favorite <laughs> moment in DS9 is we're in the middle of the Dominion War we have factions that we're trying to jockey into place and there's the Romulans and if the Romulans join the bad guys we're screwed so Cisco conducts this like false flag operation to trick the Romulans onto our side and it gets hairy for a while but he gets away with it and at the end of the episode he has this monologue where he's like thinking to himself about like crossing lines and like what what is okay to do in a serious situation like a time of war and he's like has this like dead-eyed stare of steel and he goes, I would do it again. And then, what, like, terminate log or something? Like, he, like, deletes it shortly. And then he deletes it, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's always a good move. He's... Oh. I, love, I love a computer delete <laughs> captain's log. So good. Sis oh. Cisco might be my favorite captain. I thought Lower Decks was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution. I love Lower Decks, too. Lower Lord. Decks. Because, like... Strange New Worlds is good. I hope it keeps the same tone. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's your bottom line. Like, I've only really seen hold two okay. more episodes than Josh, but I also don't want to totally spoil it. I mean, so far, so good. So far, yeah. it's still very Monster of the Week-y. Yeah, the, they're classic. very sci-fi-y concepts that I'm, I appreciated. Yeah. Um, the characters are fun. Uh, the, the, the barbecue in... His in, in uh, Pike's quarters is insane. That's in, that's in the second episode. He's got like this <laughs> massive open, fireplace. An open flame on a starship. <laughs> that's he, incredible. He makes ribs. It's not clear. That's amazing. It's not clear if they replicated the ribs or if he's full on like the grilling them. Flame grilling them. them. But he has like a fireplace, so it's he has a whole. They have a whole dinner party. It's great. I love it. I love Star Trek dinner party. But he is like a Montana boy, so. Yeah. That is, I mean, between that and good. Riker's omelets, like. 
Did Riker make like a real non-replicated omelet? So yeah, they they were on some planet, and he gets these weird eggs, and he invites everybody over because he's gonna make his some famous omelet out of these weird eggs, and then they're bad, and then, <laughs> and then he like blames it on the eggs, but. <laughs> We can't really be sure if he's actually good at making omelets. Yeah, no. <laughs> they could just be bad. He's, he's like, these don't, this didn't turn out anything like when I replicate them. If I recall, Worf loved them, which is always my favorite trope. When, when, when one character likes a thing that well, everyone else doesn't like. Well, like weird food. Like, Worf loving, like, prune juice. Yes. Because it's like, oh. <laughs> Not just Worf. Klingons yeah. love Klingons prune in general. juice. This Amazing. Is, the funniest thing to me in the world, like the weird foods that America—they're not Americans—that like the Federation. humans are right. like, oh, this is just like lamo, normal, whatever. It's prune juice, Ugh. and then Klingons are like, this is high cuisine. Well, it's a trade. We get rack the GM, and they get yeah. prune juice. Yeah. Okay. Rack the GM. To feet. to kind of transition from a series that is mostly known for its optimistic look at the future and us as a society and exploring you know just these topics but we've already solved them yep that sure is what disco is about well I'm, <laughs> i've heard not that but uh to i need to transition to from what you told me earlier the small snippet i got what might be the bleakest like horrible outlook on society and specifically high schoolers please talk to me about carrie because i don't i don't know i don't care yeah. the 1979 one stephen king novel what a wild transition i need you to, I need you to talk to me about it because some of the things you said to me earlier are fucking bananas and i need you to elaborate okay on them, so please. carrie has been referenced to death in media i've heard it like dozens of times would you believe that like though knowing the basic premise of she gets like pig's blood dumped on her at some point i knew nothing else about this piece of media i don't believe that because i didn't I mean, know yeah. anything about it besides that but that's, like, like the important part right she gets pig's blood poured on her at prom like we're, that's we're at thing, the right? point where getting carried is a verb is it yeah i've Amazing. heard that wait, more that's than what once they so mean by that? wait so i think there's probably multiple <laughs> definitions of the I'm... word carried kira but like so, so Carrie is a novel by Stephen King. You know him by reputation. Of course. He's a runner. I man. watched this movie because I'd never seen it, and it's super referenced, and they remade it twice. Yeah. Right. They made a second one that was completely unrelated to the first one, so it's kind of like American Psycho 2. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, but So I watched Carrie. This is a horror movie from 1979. Uh, so it, it has the problems of its time of course and honestly it it aged pretty well because there are there are parts of it that would probably be looked on problematically but everything that's in the movie that's shitty is intentionally shitty like it's not the movie is like this is shitty right okay so let me walk you guys through the plot of carrie yeah please go please. so carrie is a teenage girl she is just becoming a woman She's 17 in the novel. Uh, so a and, bit of a late bloomer then. Yes, and she's played by Sissy Spacek. Who? The actress that played Carrie. Who's that? What else is she in, Kara? I don't Why know. Why did you give me that incredulous? I but the, for the role of Carrie, because there was actually another... Amazon told me all the cool deets. Go on. There was another actress that was 
favored for the role, and Sissy's screen test was so good that they gave it to her instead. I see. But she is great because she is a very plain-looking girl, which is great to see on screen in Hollywood. Not conventionally Hollywood attractive. Right, because, you know, the, the modern, like, trope is... They're like, this is the weird girl. She's homely. Yeah, like Hollywood homely. She wears overalls and has a ponytail. She's got got glasses. But she's very pretty and cute. But like, so Carrie, Carrie is kind of cute, but she is not conventionally pretty. Uh, So she is at school and she starts having her first period. And so she's bleeding and she thinks that she is dying. Like, she's like, oh my god, what is happening? I am bleeding out of my butt. That's not how that works, Josh. Uh, please help me. No. And all the other... And she has not hey, been taught. I, 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 I don't want to linger on this topic for too long, but can you... Is that... I am concerned for your I was going to let him. I was going to... I'm not going <laughs> to let him off the hook on that one. Hey, do you... Sorry, let me clarify for the listeners. She was bleeding out of her vagina... There you As go. the inner walls of her uterus. Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to go full on detail, but I was oh, just concerned that you didn't understand that. By the natural that. biological First process. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that you knew what the human body was like. Right, so she... I, I, I was just concerned for a moment that you were a man who was grown in a vat and not... <laughs> <laughs> not a real human man. Oh man! Especially concerning because I'm going to be moving bats. in with you. I just need I'm to just make sure. <laughs> so Carrie does not know what a period is. She has not been taught. So she is like freaking out in the locker room, and other girls who have been taught, presumably, notice her freaking out, and they start bullying her, and they they just like. They're like pointing and laughing, and they start throwing tampons and pads at her. Okay. <laughs> and I they're like, to, "Why is Steven? Wait, sorry. Who, Stephen who, King. Thank you. Stephen. I love that Stephen. We're on a first name basis. Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, the same guy who directed ET. That's this guy, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you know, classic. Um, I just they're have to question. I feel like that's a very Stephen King thing to do, to be like, yes, this is my story to tell. One of his horror things was there's a big dog and the lady had to lock herself in a car, so, like, yeah, that tracks. Honestly, I believe that Stephen King has more experience with, uh... Dogs? Like, mystical, evil dogs. <laughs> than a woman's body? Yes. Probably, actually. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. So, anyway... All these high school girls, they also think she's weird, so they just kind of bully her because of it's course. the 70s. And, As you do. And, and like, so she, like, she gets walked like, weird wrong one day, and now we say, call her Walk Weird Carrie. Because she gets like 70s. traumatized by this. Like, yeah, As you so, would. Yeah. The way I'm saying it, it sounds kind of funny. Like, they're surrounding <laughs> does, her and laughing and throwing It does hands. sound like a, a, a dark comedy, yes, the way that you're describing but it. it is, but like, they're all around her and the laughter is like echoing off the walls. Oh, so they're in like a bathroom a and she's naked because she was showering. Oh, great. Very good. Oh. So well, she's like, she's like cowering in a corner works. and they're throwing stuff at her. And then like the gym teacher runs out and she's like, stop, stop. And then, like, Carrie goes home, and she's like, Ma, why didn't you tell me about my periods? Or something okay, like that. Okay, now this is the fucking bonkers part. And you should so, really be on board for this. Carrie has really a super hyper-religious mother who did not tell her about periods. So Carrie goes and tells her that she had a period. And Carrie's mother, naturally, like a loving mother, is like, 
You are bleeding because of your sin. Oh, of course, yeah. You would not be having the period if you were not a sinner. Actually, wouldn't that be like the opposite? Because if you miss your period, you're pregnant. So you've had premarital sex and therefore are a sinner? This lady is beyond <laughs> reason. <laughs> I mean, technically, you exist. By the way, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> touching it. That, that was a, just a, by biblical standards. That is not my... Do what you want. I don't no, care. That's exactly what I believe. Anyway, so, so it, go, it goes on from there. Carrie has like a horrible home life because her mother is this... Nut. Shrew of a woman. She is a fanatic. And at the same time, Carrie is starting to develop this weird ability to move things with her mind. Of course. But Just like every girl. Your body goes through changes. Yeah, right. Yes, puberty, I, the ESP, it happens. I you think, remember you think the Stephen first King, time I knocked a glass up. Do you think Stephen King mind. believed that real? Probably. <laughs> he does live in Maine. It could be true. <laughs> it I could want to be believe real. I want to believe that some woman in Stephen King's life was like, yeah. All girls gain ESP by the time they're 17. Look at Stephen King's body of work. He's not super nice to women in most of it. Yes! Like, you know, looking at it. Yeah, no. I think it might be some kind of grudge there, maybe. It's probably the same. The grudge is not there because that's not his work. I have no idea what you're talking about. The grudge. Is that a movie? Which is like The Ring, but not. Oh. So, for bullying Carrie so excessively... Uh, the rest of the girls, like the high school girls, that whole, the whole like gaggle of them, and they're they're typically they're the typical popular, like mean girls, mean popular girls. There, there's Classic. one of them in particular that is like virtually unlikable, and by virtually I mean completely, like designed <laughs> to be unlikable, and she's dating John Travolta. John Travolta's in Carrie. Yes, he why is. did I not know that? He plays this like greaser boyfriend. Of and, course. And they have such a toxic relationship. So this is actually a sequel to Grease. Or is it a prequel? No, it's Grease a sequel because he went back to a high school girl. Because so, after, what's her name, uh, changed everything about herself for him, uh, he was like, hey, that's actually not good. I'm going to go to these other high school girls. Right, yeah, yeah. So the girls get, like, detention for a couple weeks. And prom is coming up. It's, like, two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, they get detention, and, like, the gym teacher gets to give them detention, so she's got them out there, like, doing athletics, running laps, Classic. and the the one, the one bitchiest girl is like, you can't make me do this! I won't do it! So the threat is, uh, if they don't go to detention, <clears throat> they will be suspended and have their prom tickets taken away. Good. So two camps start to develop, well, two individuals. There's... And these are, these are both people who have taken something different away from what they've done to Carrie. One of the girls is like, you know what? That was very excessive. I should probably, like, and she tells the, the bitch one to shut up, which is pretty great because, like, she's just tired of it. And then there's a bitch one who's like, Carrie has done this to me. I must take revenge on her ah, because yeah. of Carrie. Right, this is Carrie's fault. To the prom. So the nice girl gets her uh, football star boyfriend to agree to go to prom with Carrie. So he's not in on it. He has no idea. Neither of them has any idea what's a, what like the ultimate end of the movie is. So, but they're just doing something nice for Carrie. And Carrie, like she gets asked to the prom by this boy and she uh, talks to her mother about it. And Carrie has been gaining like more and more control over her powers. And at one point, her mother is like doing her usual hyper religious nonsense, and Carrie is just like, 
she breaks a, a, a mirror with her mind and she's like, I've had enough. I'm going to prom. Which was, it was a really cool moment because she just like asserted control yeah, over yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And like the mother is like, they're just going to laugh at you. They're just going to call you there to laugh at you. So, and then at the same time, at the same time, the bitch girl is planning something. So she and John Travolta, who I will not call by any name other than John Travolta. Yeah, of course, right. As he is deserved. They sneak into a pig farm and they murder a pig and they get a a bucket of his blood. And then they go into the prom area and they, they hook up this little like trap door contraption. Yeah, right. To drop the pig with the bucket on her. And then, and they will hide beneath the bleachers. So... Carrie goes to prom with this boy. They have a lovely time. Uh, they also, the bitch girl also had her friends arrange for Carrie and I think his name is Steve to win the prom to win king, prom and queen, king and queen. Sure. So that she would be standing up on this stage. And she's like, she's won prom queen unexpectedly. Things she's have like, finally like, are, turned around are, for her life. People yes. are cheering and clapping and like everything's cool. And the nice girl is sitting there and she notices this rope and she's like, and then, like, follows the rope up to the ceiling, sees the bucket, and then she follows it back, like, beneath the bleachers, and she, like, sort of sees the the bitch girl and John Travolta under there with the rope, and she's like, oh, no! So, but it's too late. Like, they, they pull the rope, and the blood falls on Carrie, and there's this really great disconnect. Don't tell me that, like, she has the rope in her hand, the nice girl. No, it was the... No, no, okay, no. She, she was like, oh my god. I, I, I thought there she's, was going to be this horrible her. thing where she was going to try to stop it and Carrie would see it and think it was her. That's, no, okay. That's what was my fear. No, no. Because like the 70s, they didn't have plot lines that complicated. Because <laughs> <back then. laughs> yeah, like, like, just from rumors, I had thought that the whole the whole group was in on it. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was not the case, which Here's was nice. But there's this great disconnect because this bucket of pig blood falls on Carrie... And um, the only one laughing in the crowd, like this entire crowd is just silent, horrified. Like they're genuinely like, what the hell just happened? And there's one guy that's with the John Travolta camp who's like pointing and laughing and trying to get other people to laugh. And there's even people around him that are like, dude, come on. But Carrie, she just gets a flashback to her mom telling her everyone's going to laugh at her. And in her mind, everyone is laughing and pointing. Oh, and everyone was in on it. And she just goes nuts. So, like, she's standing there. They use this really terrible effect for her ESP, this very 70s, where, like, she goes, like, and then it zooms in on her face yes. and it plays a little thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she shuts all the doors and she just starts ripping shit up. Uh, yes. It lights on fire. Did she blasts she people with a water hose. Did you ask, did she win? Oh, yeah, she won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she won. I mean, that's... So did, she, like, did, her, did the nice girl survive? Yes, because she, she, um... She got out somehow. Wow. Uh, I don't actually know how many people died in the fire. Did, did the bitch like die, at least. No. What? Not in the fire. Okay, so, so she go they, kill her later. So Carrie is like walking down the road like this, and she's like still drenched in the blood. Right. And John Travolta and the the bitch girl are in their car, and the the girl is driving, and she sees Carrie, and she's like, "I gotta run her over." Oh yeah. What the hell? And so Carrie's just like, and the car goes, <laughs> oh, and lands on its side, and then explodes. That's awesome. That's and then that's and then really Carrie cool. goes home to her mother, 
And she's Kills like, her. you were right, Baba, you were right. And her oh, mother's okay. like, I have to remove this sin. Oh. And she stabs Carrie, and then Carrie... Uh, Kills her in return. She, she throws a bunch of knives at her, psychically. Like, she crucifies her. Oh. And... Very subtle. And I, yeah, the very movie, subtle. <laughs> and the movie ends with, like, Carrie is like, oh my god, what have I done? And then I think she just lights their house on fire and burns with kills, her. And kills herself. Kills them it. both, yeah. Huh. So, what a movie. I found I thought it was really interesting because I'd never so, seen it before. Is this going to be a recurring segment where Josh just, just explains the plot of an old movie that yeah. only Josh has seen? That would be, you know, I'm here for a second. Like yeah. Also, okay, this is completely apropos of nothing. Wow. But I've been staring at the part of the floor that you've installed that's just specifically for the, for the feet table. of the pinball table. The two on the wooden floor. The two, like, marble... Is that marble? What is it? I think it's supposed to be, like, a fake... Ashwood? Fake marbly type thing. I mean, it's just sitting on top of the floor. Oh, okay. It's not actually, it's not like... It's, I really marble. thought... I You said you laid this floor. I, I didn't thought, do this. No, I, I said... Yeah, you said you laid that floor. I yeah. thought that you, in doing that, also laid this specifically just for no, the pinball machine. We had a bunch of extra time. of that floor, so... And it's just click-lock vinyl, so we use it around the house for random things. Like, my dad has some under his chair to protect the hardwood. Yeah. Um, there's a lot gotcha. of random... Just random pieces. Of Going from a uh, horrid high school experience to pretty cool high school experience so far, I'm going to talk about Miss Marvel, because oh. I'm having a fun time with it so far. How... How do you keep up with Marvel? Because I know you went to see Multiverse of Madness. And No Way Home. Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. you. I forgot I was here. I've been having a much harder time keeping up with the Marvel properties the last couple of years. So, like, you went saw Doctor Strange, though. I did. Well, did you see No Way Home? I watched No Way Home like a week before Doctor Strange came out because okay. it had been... I just hadn't seen You it watched yet. the Superior movie a week before the Inferior one came out. I think they were both good. They are just different. I think that, yeah, they were both good. They were different. I do think, as far as exploring a multiverse goes, I actually was much more interested I in was... No Way Home's take on it than Multiverse of Madness's. No Way Home did such a good job at delivering on the concept of basically just like, hey, we want to bring... Yeah. Like, basically delivering on all of the memes that people were like, I hope it does this! It yeah. So much, and they did it! And that's so much fan service for Spider-Men that are never going to appear again. There was, was there's a great, there's a great, like, content creator that, like, I won't name them, but they said that they would have been content with the movie if just, like, Kevin Feige walked out and said, hey guys, we couldn't figure it out. Here's Spider-Man's. And then just... That was it. And then it just cut to them swinging around. And I think everyone would have been here for that. But what they gave us was above and beyond what we could have expected. I was I so was. surprised at how much screen time they everyone got, got yeah, and yeah. how integral to the, I really thought it was going to be like really quick cameos. You thought it was going to be like need a hand kid like at the yeah. end of the show <laughs> in the final fight. And but no it. they were integral to everything. It was just yeah, no, beautiful beautiful film. I, I have you seen any of the shows? So yeah I'm uh, how many have there been thus far? I think There's I'm caught up on everything. WandaVision. I've seen all of WandaVision. Falcon Winter Soldier. I did watch all of that. Loki. Oh, wow. Yep. Um then after that Moon was Knight. Moon Knight. I Moon did Knight. I watched Moon Knight a couple weeks back. 
Oh, okay. I, I am it. not watching any Moon Knight. I would love to talk about it. Now, granted, I was watching Moon Knight while playing House Flipper, so like, <laughs> I feel like it That's was a, a very... weird association. To... Yeah, so like, I feel in doing that, I was like, man, this is a really visually interesting show that I'm not actually looking at. I need to. And only and I like there'd be swaths of silence. <laughs> have you, yeah? Have you watched any of Miss Marvel? I have not. Uh, okay. I can only handle like one Marvel show per half year, so <laughs> give me like four more months. Sure. <laughs> we'll see. Sure. Um, um, what else? What, there wasn't any other Marvel, was there? That's sure. all this in it. One division. One division. Falcon. FWS. Loki and uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah, that's it. Nothing. Nothing else beyond Hawkeye. That. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, oh I never finished Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I never I got around to watching that. it. At all. The only ones I watched are Loki and now Miss Marvel. I've not watched any of the rest of them. I'm, I'm going to, for the purposes of this show, catch up on them. I have mixed feelings about Hawkeye, but please go on about Miss Marvel. Miss yeah. Marvel, I'm having a ton of fun with the first two episodes. It has a very unique visual identity that I love. I would liken it to Edgar Wright and Scott Pilgrim in terms of visual effects being on the screen and very creative use of it. Well, sort of, because the the thing I would actually compare it most to is Mitchell's versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has a very that has a very Edgar Wright feel to me, though. That that is like well, the sort thing of. But me. the way that Mitchell's versus the Machines does it is it blends animation styles, and since Miss Marvel is not animated, what they do is they pretty seamlessly put stuff in the background. So, like, There's a she'll, really... she'll be walking into a convenience store and texting, and what she's texting will appear on, on like, the, the neon the sign like, across thing. And there's, there's another shot in the second episode where she's lying in bed, and the text is appears on the blanket. One of my one of my favorite visual things so far is, so, uh, minor spoiler, she's going to, the premise is she and her friend are going to go to AvengerCon. Wow. Which is the first, like, superhero convention... In universe. Can we talk about how is that possible? Yeah, yeah. How is that possible, by the way? I agree. How has there not been anything prior to this? Um, That is the craziest part to me. But um, I do want to say that... So they're going to AvengerCon. She's cosplaying Captain Marvel because she loves Captain Marvel. It's Captain Marvel's her favorite, which get better soon. But, like, that's... It's fine. Like, a young girl can look up to... Captain Marvel being a strong, cool superhero. Not because she doesn't know her personally. She doesn't know her personally, so it's fine. Not a lot of female Marvel heroes to go around in the MCU right now. Not currently. Yeah, Marvel fixed that. Yeah. <laughs> they are. She-Hulk. They are. Yeah. And She-Hulk. the Marvels. Oh, yeah. And um, Rambo from WandaVision. That's true. Uh, I'm excited for yeah, in particular. That's true. She's and gonna it, be in the Marvels. Cool. But the, the important they're talking about like she needs to she's looking for the final flourish for her cosplay. Because right? it course. needs to be unique for her to win the cosplay. Please process. tell me she finds an um, actual artifact that actually gives her powers on accident and thus gives herself cosplay. She okay. the trailers, didn't you? No, the trailer, I didn't you? Okay, so so you <laughs> described exactly the plot of the of the movie of the No, of that's the just like so a great concept. It is Kamala, Kamala Khan, she's a um Pakistani um, yeah. Arabic Muslim girl who is growing up in Jersey City um, and there's a there's a I love her as a character like comic book wise too she's really cool she's a lot of fun she plays off of Peter Parker very often nice. um, it's there's a lot of cool uh, potential there um, but yeah her uh, grandmother had sent like a box or something including this like bangle that she's like hey this will be cool I'll be like Pakistani uh 
Captain Marvel, and she mm-hmm. puts it on, and then she gets like her powers, nice, which are ancestral, it would seem, um, in some manner. They they are. It's like the the bangle doesn't give her powers; she yeah. has them, and the bangle like unlocks them. Bruno was able to tell this with what I assume is cobbled together out of like a Furby or something. Yeah, right. Like, dude, Bruno is a gadgeteer genius. He made like a an Amazon Alexa of his own branding out of like. A cardboard tube, I think, and a speaker. It's very funny. He's able to accomplish a lot while looking extremely jank. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but there's this great scene where they're riding bikes like through the neighborhood, and they're trying to talk about what the flare should be like, like oh, zombie Captain Marvel, or like uh, you know, like mashup, like Asgardian Captain Marvel, and like the what it is is like street art on the uh, on the oh. walls, and it's like moving and like a, it's so cool. That's it's a very great visual effect. I love it. Like, it's a very... The show's a very slow burn so far. Episode episode two was very slow paced. This is, this is kind of standard fare for the Marvel shows. Like, the first I don't two know. Episodes, I, mean, I mean, Loki's the anomaly because Loki's just... Loki is an established character. They're, they're yeah, shows yeah, yeah, that yeah, have yeah. had to establish a new character, this is kind of how they go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I assume Falcon Winter Soldier is also just, like, right in as well. Yeah, that gets pretty heavy pretty quick. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because they're both characters that we already know. So. I feel... Oh, I was gonna say, I, on the one hand, I feel like Moon Knight is similar, but also not at all. Moon Knight's very into the action right away, but also... Kind of, like, into the action, but you don't, get don't to see the action. know anything. You don't get to see the action. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I really do like what they did with Moon Knight, because, like... That first episode was so cool. Yeah, because... Uh, it really blew me some, away. Some right people were were mad that they weren't doing, like, the, oh, is he making it all up? Is it all in his head? But I don't think that would work in the MCU. No. Was that a thing that was happening so in the comics? So, the, the, in the comics, the original Moon Knight was actually magic. He had Khonshu. Yeah. And then they did a run later where uh, it implied that the whole Moon Knight thing might be something that Mark is making up in his head. So either he is in reality in a straitjacket somewhere, or he is manifesting his powers through his own psychoses. Okay, yeah, that sounds like it would be really hard to do. Yeah, it would be difficult in the MCU or just on screen. But I, I I don't, I don't want to get too into the plot in this one. I would recommend it. It's a very, I think you would like it a lot. She's a very likable protagonist too. Kamala is her actress is really killing it. Like she's. Bringing the energy to the kid. She's just kid learning to be superhero, which is a fun, always fun. Yeah. It's got high school tropes. I, I do like the Islamic elements a lot, too. Yes, they're not, like, they're not shying away from it. They're not, like, downplaying it. It's a big part of who she is. And, and there's even the bit It's very respectful to it. There's a bit <laughs> yes. where they get sort of involved in, like, mosque politics. Because her friend is trying to run for the mosque board. Oh. Who is a, she's a woman. A, a young woman, so that's going to be really difficult for her, but they're trying to make it happen. And mosque politics are immediately recognizable to anyone that's been in a church of any kind. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to try and, like, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know I know this. They yeah. just, like, they introduce the, the sort of, like, cliques that exist inside of the church. The Illuminantes is one of the ones. Cause the, the, go- yeah. the, the gossiping old ladies, the... The fashion conscious teenage girls, Classic. these other groups, and like the 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 uh, what were what were their names? The the bros. Oh yeah, the mosque bros. The mosque bros. They're just called the mosque bros. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, it's the it's the 
bros that are there to you know to oh, hang yeah. out with their bros. Yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's very it's very well done. It, it is it's very respectful. I think of it too. The only thing that I am frustrated with is the kind of retooling of her power set to be glowy cosmic energy as opposed to her just being a shapeshifter because that's her power set in the show she is a she's like she can make her hands big she can like stretch herself out like you know she's stretchy she she's not just stretchy she's also in bigger and i think it does i think i don't remember if it does actually come with enhanced strength to accommodate that in the comics i don't recall but it does it doesn't in the show judging my uh lego marvel superheroes one of my favorite games yes okay um but yeah so is that a good good lego game lego marvel superheroes is my favorite lego game it is incredible i cannot vouch for lego marvel avengers i don't like it very much lego marvel superheroes 2 okay i feel like of the lego video games i've played they're either incredible or why did I waste my money on this so I'm always kind of nervous to buy some of the ones I haven't played yet because I'm like oh I've been burned before (laughs) but oh man so and so there's not the stakes have only really just kind of been established at the end of episode 2 but there is a returning character that I did not like at first recognize was a returning character but then as soon so it's um there's this at the end there's a post credits and in one where there's like a there's footage of her at AvengerCon, her chi activated her powers by accident of course of like course, that was her yeah. first her first activation was there Laughs. um there on stage and a lot of people saw it and um uh this like government like a, a non-disclosed government agency is like seeing it and i think like, it's sword is it supposed to be sword it's probably so. it might be sword um but they like they're like bringing this guy's like uh oh that that's a real deal bring her in and i'm like this they like they're playing up like we've seen this guy before and i'm like he is vaguely familiar to me and i'm like who the hell is this guy i know him who is then in episode two they bring in someone who was at AvengerCon for questioning and as soon as they're in the in the interrogation cell i was like oh my god because it's the slimy guy in no way home who tricks ned into giving up information when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're like friends with Spider-Man, right? They really, oh. That guy. That guy. I don't remember that guy. <laughs> but, like, you, there's a, that bit where he gets Ned yeah. to give up information on his own by tricking him into, like, I mean, it's Ned. being bros with him. Yeah, like, but, like, he does the same thing here. Yeah. He's very good at, his, at that kind of, um, like, manipulative We've now seen him do to enough people to know that it is, in fact, a skill and not just a fluke. Yeah, right. It's not just, like, it's not just... Way to go, Ned. It's like, no, this is actually something he's very good at doing to people. Because he's like, um, he's talking about to this girl who was there was also in the cosplay contest who was there, had contact with her, who was also a classmate of Kamala's. There's a whole thing about it. Um, She's an influencer. She is an influencer. No, she has like a billion followers. And like her follower count like quadruples because she was at AvengerCon when all this shit went down. And she got saved by... And she calls her Nightlight, which is really just a bad superhero name. It's so sad. I don't sad. know. I feel like that could be good. And there'd be like, I couldn't see Nightlight being a good superhero name at the right with the right branding. Yeah. Um, so, so, sort of a sort of a side tangent, but one of my favorite bits in Marvel comics is this like three page sequence or three panel sequence where 
there's a guy on the street that sees Hawkeye and he goes, Hawkeye! <laughs> Hawkeye, yeah. And he goes, it's Hawkeye. And he goes, that's what I said, Hawkeye! <laughs> Amazing. Um, but like, so, she see, and he's like, uh, you know, she she looked very, like, you know, she, is it your sister maybe? No, she looks similar to you. Great white girl, red hair. And she's like, she looks nothing like me. And then it's like, okay, so we know that it's, probably not a white girl probably oh, like no. was she like and, and so they're able to narrow it down that way find a demographic like it's a very he's very good at like getting someone using their emotions to reveal more social engineering yeah. Exa- yeah 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 exactly like manipulation uh <laughs> social deception i think it's what you do when you play you roll together. really high on his deception is there any any other uh of your i mean you're the one with the big Actually, no. We we have one. Is there any one of your shows that you'd really want to like dive into here on the list? Well, I want to talk about Dodgeball quite badly. Please, but first, yeah. I want... Kira, I would like you to talk for oh, a bit. Oh, good. I am That's really... Ridiculous. Well, I'm really looking question. forward to your Minecraft bit, but oh, also... No. <laughs> are we, so are we going right into our I would like bit? No. I would like to hear about Voyager some more. Oh, good. And your experience with The problem yeah. is I forget things as soon as I watch them, and which really, again, again, okay. It's the reason why Kira's generally has a cheery disposition. She just goldfish. She just <laughs> yes. forgets. I have goldfish brain. So here's the problem. I, I'm, I'm a nerd. I love nerdy things. I really like Star Trek, but the trope of, like, Star Trek people knowing all of these finite details about Star Trek and being able to, like, name all the ships and, oh, the time warp continuum. I'm, I'm not that person because my brain forgets all of those things immediately. Like, my favorite things about Star Trek are often, like, the costumes are cool and I want to design my house like a Star Trek ship. And then I feel bad when... You know, people are having these really, really in-depth trekkie conversations, and I have no idea what's going on yeah. because that's just not what I absorb. Um, which is also, I think, partially why I will watch movies that other people hated, and then I'll be like, "But they were pretty." <laughs> and I don't know. I was. I'll just have forgotten most of the movie, but I'm like, "But it was fun." Um, but Voyager, I I think I just got through like the second episode of the last season. Um, and honestly, I I churned through the first few seasons really quickly, and then at some point it started becoming a lot harder for me to like actually sit through episodes. And I don't know if it's because it was getting better, and by better it was getting more serious. Right. <laughs> by more serious, more focused, it was. Yeah. Oh, I have to actually pay attention to what's going on. Like, oh, speaking of, am I okay? Uh, <laughs> Kira needs a juice box. Oh, okay, we'll get Talking about Star Trek made my blood sugar die. Great. Please, uh... uh how, yeah. How's your hair been lately? I, uh, didn't do it today, so it's, We're it's pretty new, shitty. trying a new brand. Ooh, small what juice got? Box. we got? Oh, medicinal yes. juice. Ocean Spray Cran Grape. I got this it This is not a plug, this is just the thing she's drinking. <laughs> I am this personally sponsored. This is not a sponsor. <laughs> this is just the thing that she's putting in her body. Right. How is your Cran Grape? It's grapey. Does it taste like the ocean? Is, is, it, is it like, is is the cran there or is it very gravy? No, there's a little cranberry. Like action. it was transported next to some cranberries. I yeah. I cannot picture what a cranberry tastes like. <clears throat> Bad. 
You don't drink cranberry juice out of No. I think cranberry juice sucks. Dookie. Do I look like I, I have a kidney really stone? Bad. That the only time you'd ever picture yourself drinking. That is the only time I actually went out of my way to get cranberry juice. Yes, when I had my kidney stone. I am terrified of kidney stones. I don't drink Mountain Dew. Gotta tell you, not fun. I had one. I was like 22, I think, and I was working on campus. Um, And lucky it was a Saturday. Um, Not actually, I think it was a Friday, but it was still like not a not busy day. And I like. Man, like my stomach, but man, like my stomach just feels really bad. Like, I need to like go to the bathroom, and I like, like I knew I really need to go to the bathroom. So I was like, man, I guess I can get some like cranberry juice. I know that's supposed to be good for like if you need to do stuff. And then like I like got back to the office, and like the waves of pain were so bad, I like fell to my knees and was just like there. Like, and I'm like, oh. uh, like I was sweating a lot. I was like about to pass out. I'm like, hey, hey, Blurda, you want to take me to the hospital <laughs> real quick? Hey, Chris, uh, I'm going to the hospital. Bye. <laughs> and then I went, and they were like, I like puked up the, the on the hospital floor. I puked nice. up the, uh, the, the cranberry juice. So, And then I had a really, I had a kidney stone, and they gave me some morphine, and it was nice. Wow. So that's why I'm terrified of a kidney yeah, stone. Yeah, it was really, it was, it, I did pass it, but it was not fun. Wouldn't Because, re- like, what it is, is that, like, it's, so you know your kidney is, like, a, the thing, and it has the two little tubes. It's like, yeah. it's stuck in the exit tube, so like it's trying to force it through, uh-huh. and that's what the pain is. Um, and then if it's too big to do that, y- you gotta get blasted with some sonic waves to break it up, or operate it on, baby. Sonic <laughs> himself has... <laughs> yeah, Ben Schwartz get comes right in and he's like... In there, take care of it. Ben Schwartz comes in and he's like, alright, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he spin jumps in real life. The human man is spin jumps onto your kidney. In scrubs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And right. like little Sonic ears. On so, his head. so, Kira, yeah. tell us more about Boyer. Okay. You're yeah. getting serious. Getting so, serious. Sorry if my words make no sense now because my sugar is low and the grape juice hasn't worked yet. That's but, the content um, we're looking for, baby. Yeah, yeah. Purposefully. Tank my blood sugar so I say funnier things. Honestly, that could be content. It'd be <laughs> medically bad idea, but it's got the same energy as making me stay up until 3 a.m. and also making me say funny things. See, like I like how you were like uh, said it with disdain and then realized that there was actually content there halfway through. Oh no! I didn't even have Don't to convince do that. you. I could great. die. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, Voyager. I. I understand the criticisms that people have of Voyager. I also don't care, and I think it's hilarious and great. And it's a fever dream of a show. And the worst really episodes is. are honestly often my favorite because. Um, so, oh gosh, where do I even start? Threshold. No, you can't start with threshold. <laughs> oh, what's another stinker? I don't mean. Okay, I first off, a lot of. I think the characters are goofy and great, and the biggest thing is, uh, the biggest problem I have is that we don't get enough of a lot of them, mm. um, because there's such a large kind of uh, number, uh, there's a larger number of characters yeah, on it's, Voyager. Yeah, it's the biggest, it's the biggest cast of any of the shows. Yeah. which is a shame, because all of the ones that end up kind of getting pushed to the wayside by the later seasons are delightful, and I need more of them. Give me more Harry Kim. Honestly, I... 
I was just seeing some criticisms of like, man, Neelix gets way too much screen time. Oh, did I? You still like illegal? I think I just forgot to say that I knew that I was low. Okay, oh. sorry. It'll shut up now. <clears throat> um, uh, my pancreas is sponsored by. <laughs> I don't know, we gotta bleep that out. This is great, yeah, thanks to corporate. Get sued by Big Pharma. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this podcast is gonna have like three listens. It's gonna be no, no, bring no. real legal hammer down on no, us. Nobody you know. rides for free on this podcast. That's true. Dude, no. I, the dream of someday getting sponsored for a podcast. Can you, I'm they, just not realizing how funny it'd be to be sponsored by a pharmaceutical. <laughs> Uh, it, this episode of this Cuddling is brought to you by um, I mean, like, the Umbrella Corporation. Nick Jonas is basically sponsored by diabetes at this point. I mean, sponsored I, by <laughs> diabetes? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, he's like the spokesperson for type 1 at this rate. I don't know. It's like the only person anybody can name that has type 1 diabetes, so... Yeah, he shows up on all of my Instagram feeds. Because... I thought you were going to say he shows up on all episodes of Star Trek. Yeah, he does. That was going to be a curveball. The Rock is in Voyager. Did you he see is! That? I saw that episode and I was like, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, no, I was great. so excited because it was like wrestler era Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Because it's, like, it, it's like early 90s. Yeah, like uh, Voyager is into mid to late 90s by that point. But yeah. Yeah, because so. Voyager ran from like Till like two thousand and something, but so it's like it's like in the heart of Dwayne Johnson's wrestling career. Yeah, and they go down to a planet and they've got a fight pit and they're like, "You have to fight." What do they call him? I don't remember the Boulder or something. It's not the Boulder. That's the joke in Avatar: The Last Airbender. But he comes out and he does the people's eyebrow at the camera. Yeah. Now that that episode threw me, and I was very excited to see Dwayne Johnson as some kind of alien fighter who. Has to fight uh, Seven of Nine. Yes. Which. He wrestles Seven of Nine? Yeah. That's who they send in? Does no, she should. win? No, no, they don't send her in. She's like, gets captured. So she's being forced to do this. It's, oh, like, it's like a gladiator. She's thing. She could be. Is that. Is that. Is, is, really is, this is, there's, a, there's a thing of this, and they, they do this in, in Lower Decks. But Did I not get her, the reference? Because I hadn't seen this episode. What's her, well, I gotta go no, back they do, they do this in where they get captured and have to do this, but like, what's her name? Uh, Tendi? What? Tendi? No, the main one. Fuck. Mariner. Mariner. Yeah, Mariner goes and just like fucking wrecks his shit of like the alien. Because Mariner's hyper competent. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. So seven, so it's fine. Now I feel like I have to rewatch Lower Decks so that I can get the references for Voyager that I wouldn't have gotten. It wasn't before. that. It wasn't. It that wasn't like a big reference. It's just the game captured. She has to do I know, a thing, but, but I do. The, I don't even know general. if it really happened, but it absolutely sounds like a thing that happened in Lower Decks where she just goes and like, kicks the oh, shit uh, out of the alien. Each is in Picard if you haven't seen it. Wait. In uh, seven, actually. I haven't. Wait, 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 wait. Each which ones? The the, the admiral? Borg, no, the Borg the Borg kid. Oh, really? They bring him back? Yeah. I, okay, so I think where I, they are have only just been introduced where I am in, in Voyager. Really? Not just. They've been around. I yeah. mean, it's still only like, if you count, probably like four episodes worth right. of them. But yeah. <laughs> um, I was really surprised at how good that oldest Borg child, his, act, his acting is really on point. 
And I, like, just finished the episode where they, uh, get rid of the other kid. Not get rid of. They send the other children to their homes or whatever, and it's just him. Actually, I think I'm on the episode. I'm in the middle of the episode where, uh, Seven has the thing with her programming going wrong or something, and he's trying to help. But anyway, for context, he's very good. He's very good, and I know that's, like, a... Kid actors in Star Trek is its own can of worms. There are some very good child actors. There are some very bad child actors. There are some that I love and everybody else hates. I, I Really, that is the, the moral of the story is that if it's a hated character, I, they're probably my favorite. But <laughs> The moral of the story is ruin the actor who played young Anakin's life. No! <laughs> bad kid actor on Star Trek. I, ruin their life forever. Like, by sending them here. like Alexander is another... Uh, admonished character. I don't care. I like all the dumb Alexander episodes. <laughs> I think he's precious. Was it the same kid? It was not. There were like three Alexanders. There was like in TNG he was young and then yeah. like a teenage one shows up in DS9. Was that the same kid? There's like this thing it, I don't think it, I think there were like two child Alexanders. Right. There have been there were multiple when he was still very young and then they do that thing where he's like it's future Alexander is old and comes back and then no he doesn't have a time jump jump uh the O'Brien's kid has that weird time jump happen Oh where she rescues herself She gets Molly like set yeah no she gets like sent to some weird planet and but time is different and they get her back and she's like a teenager now yeah, she's and, like a feral teenager. Yeah, that was a very upsetting episode. And she rescues herself. Does she, oh, does she go back in? Yes, because she goes into the portal. I don't because... know why, but I I forgot that they got her back at the end well, of that one. They, they get I her thought back. they had to keep the feral child. They get her back, and it's been like a decade. Molly's been yeah. in there on her own, so she's basically feral at this point, and they try to re-domesticate her, but it just doesn't work, so Miles and, and um, Keiko... Are like we it's there's nothing else we have to let her go back to her home so they send her back through the portal and because it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey classic molly sees herself as a little kid enter the place and get lost and she guides her back to the portal and sends her back through oh okay close and they can do, do that back. because there's no because there's no paradoxical nature of it right because if she were to do that, then she wouldn't be able to save herself. The important part is that our Miles and Keiko get the our child back. <laughs> we don't care about their other weird nonsense. Well, she wouldn't exist is the thing, though. So she wouldn't have been able to help her past self in the first place. Uh, it's, yeah, no. It's a paradox. It's a, clo it's a closed loop. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. It, it wouldn't. It's not a closed loop because by her doing that, it wouldn't have happened in the first. How place. much you want to bet? We're all like you're also slightly misremembering the episode, and it makes more sense in the episode. Probably. Every time Star Trek does a time plot, it makes sense to me. Okay. That's, I always feel like it makes sense, and as, then I'm, as time travel, I, I am the resident. Time travel is my favorite you also literary haven't device. Seen the episode. Yeah, so I was saying I'd have to watch the episode yeah. and be like, does this make sense internally with the logic of the time travel? Or any of the like half dozen times they do time travel in Star Trek. They do it so often. Doesn't Q also, show up and do some dumb shit? Always. Like, I love Q. Does he do time travel ever? No. He does that that like 
thing where he takes Picard to his past. It's not oh, really time yeah. travel per se. It's, it's like a it's like a Christmas. Carol. It's like a Christmas Carol. Well, <laughs> Hugh doesn't really like mess with time. He messes with reality. Yeah. How is That's that different? That's a good way of putting it. Well, one, How is that different? One of my favorite Hugh episodes is the one where he takes the crew of the TNG and puts them in Robin Hood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I do. I did. I, I know nothing about like you know anything, but I did like in Lower Decks when Q showed up and just whisked them into this like nonsensical like chess game. But there's also soccer, and it's just like complete horseshit. And they're like, "What the fuck do we do?" And like everyone else is just like, "Yeah, I guess they're on a Q thing right now." Is it bad that? Okay. Well, that was just a reference to the trial from the first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was in the. It was. It was during the the trial thing. Yeah. I don't know if this is even slightly, well, it's sort of related, but John Delancey also voicing, uh, what was the character's name in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? Discord? Discord, Discord. yes. Glad to know we all watched. I know, yeah, look, our dear friend, Shayla, who you do not know very well, she does the art commissions. Oh, Shout out to you, Shayla, you're lovely. I should call you Sharon, probably, but. Um, that's the name she prefers to go by. That's her like username. Um, but she has like infected me with having watched a lot of MLP content lately, oh, and was... it is just unironically good. I mean, I did yeah. watch a fair bit when I was because Jordan was around that age yeah, yeah. watching um... it when it was airing, so I would see it because she was watching it, and I'm like, hey, this is actually pretty good. Like, I'm not gonna get hardcore into it and go to a convention or draw an OC, but like. Hey, it's good writing. You yeah. can see why adult guys. Yeah, be no, absolutely. Into it. I think, like the end all be all on this topic is Jenny Nicholson's like hour long yeah, video dissection. So yeah, 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 very good video. Accurate. Shout out Jenny Nicholson. <laughs> we know she does not need our shout out. She <laughs> shout out actually. Excellent channel overall. Fantastic. I mean, I am about. We are about to in a in a bit here. <laughs> shout out someone who doesn't need our shout out. So absolutely. Um, oh man. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I'd like to imagine Discord also just being Q. Yeah. Or vice versa. They have a very similar energy well, from the I, little I know about Q honestly, and the much that I know about Discord. I feel like John Delancey voicing that character is in and of itself an Easter egg of like this is the Qiest character in. A show that is geared towards kids who never would well, never, be old enough yeah. to see, gener- you know, next generation probably. Um, but knowing, like, oh my gosh, it's cute. You can <laughs> tell that, like, <laughs> you can tell that probably like Lauren Faust or someone had watched Star Trek and was like, let's build, let's make a cute. Honestly, yeah. when I was because I was, you know, what you were saying, like, oh, my sister was younger than me and was watching My Little Pony because she was the uh, age I was your age and was watching My Little Pony because oh, yeah, but I don't know. I I mean, why. it's more would be more socially acceptable. Yeah, I got a, away with it. Um, a, except when my family. dad would like tell my tell people at youth group, "Oh yeah, she watches My Little Pony." And just Your like, dad would often do that, wouldn't yes! you? Yes. <laughs> wow. He thought it was hilarious. Um, he just he just pony shamed you. He did. He literally just like, pony bro, shamed. I'm in high school. Don't tell other people that I watch My Little Josh, Pony. Josh, please. Please talk to us about Dodgeball. Please talk to us about Dodgeball. This film that if you had somehow not seen. Talking about Dodgeball, <laughs> you can dodge a Dodgeball. That's a great. That's a great. That's a very good segue. Yeah. All right. Now that you've seen it, you because you've seen it, right? I have. Yeah, we've both seen it. I'm sure you saw it like when it like 
around when it was released. No. Or, I, it was like two years ago. You only saw it two years ago. Dude, I was I've a sheltered it. child. I saw it when it came out, and I've seen it a couple times since. It's always great. It's always a fun movie. All right, movie. Kira. It's, I have, it was too vulgar for me. I have, some <laughs> I have some questions before Dodgeball. Okay. Just favorite character on Voyager. Uh, I don't know. Okay. My heart wants to say Neelix, so I'm just gonna say Neelix. I don't care. Ed, he's the best. Also, oh no, but the doctor's on there. Crap. No, it's the doctor. Maybe they're tied. That's a good choice. Bob Picardo. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have any idea your favorite episode, or do you just want to give that one a pass? I have no clue. I don't remember half of them. The only one I can ever remember is freaking Lizard Babies. <laughs> what? The only one anyone remembers. To, is, did what? we not tell you about this? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was a oh, wild sentence. Can I? Can I tell him? Please let me get, tell him. Explain threshold. That please. was an incredible sentence without context. Okay. Please tell me. So this is definitely probably the most unhinged episode of Star Trek, I dare say ever. At it least is considered the worst. Yeah. Um. Basically, well, I'm gonna try and keep this short, but uh, pilot uh, Tom Paris does some testing with with with. Ship they go Mumbo warp time, time, which is very fast. Yeah, he goes super fast, and that gives him some kind of weird illness, and he's, like, dying, and they're like, what's Works going on? And it doesn't end up being that, per se, but instead he is actually evolving forward in human evolution. Oh, because he went so fast. Yeah, <laughs> something happened. So he's slowly, very quickly evolving into all of these, like, future versions of what human humanity could become. And right? he's like, is he bouncing between them? Like, No, no, he no. just becomes like weird slimy shapeless things and all this other, oh, you know, they okay. get to yeah, lose we're, a lot we're of We're evolving makeup. towards a destination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, I don't remember if anything else is happening in this episode, but the important thing is that eventually he breaks free, they're trying to cure him or whatever, and he's he, like, he, he breaks out and basically, he kidnaps Captain... Jane, Jane Way. Okay, takes great. her into the shuttle. She gets in. Uh, they both Infected then go warp ten. Yeah, yeah, she also is now. We well, this we don't thing. know. They leave in the ship, right? And they're like, "Oh, we gotta go find them." They go to this planet. Oh, there's no no other life on this planet. Oh, but we found what we think is these guys. And we go down to the planet, and it's just these two like giant Komodo dragons. And the lizards. Yeah, they're like, oh. There's human DNA in them. This is them. And then they look over and there are babies. Lizard babies that just scurry off. So there's this this future human lizard babies just live on this planet now. They don't retrieve them. I think And we have now had a scenario where the captain of, of our ship and the like exposed ex Starfleet pilot guy have had lizard children together and they just ended they never by like talk about it. Oh, we cured them and at the end of the episode they just kind of coyly laugh it off like, oh, we totally had little lizard babies together, didn't we? <laughs> oh you Because Janeway is Janeway is sort of like that happened. Don't ever talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah. Or like her and they don't. thing. Hiker. Huh? Who, her and who are a thing. So fans are sp- not exactly split. The most common ship is her and the first officer. Chakotay! They are best ship. I I was, I, I don't think, I, I know who what is, happens by the end, but. Who is, uh, again, I'm just me, a yeah. case of me getting my background knowledge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Who's, who's Riker's number two that is clearly romantically involved with him? 
Troy? Troy? Yeah, Troy. Oh, yeah, they're exes, but they also, like, kind of still together. They get involved they're... literally at the 11th hour, right? Because it's Worf and, and Troy. Troy for a while. They date for... So, okay. So, Troy and Riker were together. Right. They're, they're, uh, I'm your um, Amzadi. They're basically, like, psychically linked at this point. And they, then they're like, yeah. oh, we don't... We were not together by the time we're on the Enterprise. And then, you know, Riker does whatever, but also it still kind of hangs out with Troy. And then eventually... Riker's a ladies' man. Yeah. He right. Really and does. also goes after to the holiday. Beer. Oh, yeah. For ladies. <laughs> As you do. Um, but, uh, yeah, Troy and Worf are together for a while. Um, which they're actually a cute pairing, I think. Um, pretty much Worf and anybody is a good pairing, as far as I'm concerned. But, uh, like I love Worf. Worf is best. Um, but yeah, him and Troy end up together eventually, because then they serve on... They, they get back together and are on... When Riker becomes a captain, he gets the Titan. Titan, the Titan thank you. Yeah. And um, Boy she, is, she is his bit. XO, and, I think, yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah and Boyman is there for a little bit in... Uh, in, in, in oh, that's right. That's, right. that's right. that's the whole end of season one. Boyman, like, accepts the position. Like, his manager's like, yeah, well, we're, we're gonna hang out. And, like, and then he, like, betrays her and goes. And I then he's there for, like, a go. week. And he's like, this happens every week? And he leaves, and he's out. <laughs> yeah, that's what a main character ship is like. But yeah, yeah. I want you to know that Titan had a book series, and yeah. I read, like, a couple of them. So when the Titan showed up on screen in fucking Lower Decks, I was like, that's a Titan! <laughs> it was an iconic moment, to be sure. Also, the fact that he always, like, goes to work at, at like, a 5, 6, 7, 8, like, count. <laughs> Very yeah. funny. Like, like jazz. jazz. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And plays the trombone super well. <laughs> Definitely. Is that, a, like, a joke of how it's actually bad? I mean, or, like... it's, like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I can never tell if the show is trying to say that he's very good or that he's only okay. I I don't. It seems back and forth. It seems like they aren't sure if he's good or not. <laughs> they're like, is he good? Like, like the omelet. We we don't know who's to blame. It's it's, it's uh it's Riker's omelet. It's much like Schrodinger's cat. It's or Riker's, Riker's beard. He already Riker's... has a thing. You can't give him more. No things. no Riker's it's like a it's like a paradoxical like you don't know unless it's observed if it's like good or bad. Listen. Like it's Riker's omelet. It's like Schrodinger's cat. You can only have one thing per name. No, no, no. Wrecker's beard is already a thing. We can't be giving him more things. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Threshold is obviously your favorite episode of Voyager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, the one, the only other one that I think about a lot is the one where uh, Janeway and Chakotay have to stay on that planet potentially oh, yeah. forever, and they like full on like homestead, and that was honestly like the one where it was like, oh, this ship could sail. <laughs> And then they don't really ever talk about it again. But that was really sweet. I I just thought that was a very solid character episode. It's Uh, it's one of those, it's like a slower episode. It's it's such a good slow burn. And like, obviously they're not going to stay on this planet forever. But the idea of like, because it's like season four or something. (laughs) I don't even know if it was that late. (laughs) It might have been like season two. Um... But just, like, he, he built her the bath, like, the hot tub thing. He builds her a bathtub. Yeah. Because they're basically, like, playing <laughs> No Man's Sky on this planet. Right, sure. It's so good. Because they've, like, they've got, like, a disease that will kill them if they leave the planet. Oh, okay. So yeah. they, like, the doctor's like, I don't know if I can cure this. We'll and just leave you with some, some chest And, and they try for a while. Come back like, if we find a cure. Yeah, long story short, they, they leave them on the planet, they 
attempt to figure it out, but eventually they're like, we're still a bajillion light years from home, we gotta go. And they take off, and then like, <laughs> a couple light years out, the doctor is like, I figured it out! Yeah. So they turn around and yeah. come back. Yeah. Come yeah. Um, did you have any more Voyager-related questions for Kira to answer? You said Fa- favorite captain. Favorite captain, overall, now oh. that you've consumed more shows. I don't, I have a hard time with this question. Answer still I, uh, okay, I I have a very hard time having favorites of anything because everything is good in its own weird yeah. way. Yeah. And I feel like the captains of Star Trek are so emblematic of that. They're so that, yeah. Because they're all so specific. Right. Now, granted, I don't know, they're all so good at what they do individually. <laughs> I I'm I know I'm I'm the waffliest person ever, but I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. Yeah. Hard I told to pick. you, I'm a if bad... If you had to pick a top two... There's only, like, four of them! Yeah, pick There's a top five. two. Oh, is there five? Pick a top two. There's five captains. You haven't seen Enterprise, so you don't have to put Archer yeah. on. <clears throat> pick Are, a top two. Are we counting as... Riker counts as well. Obviously, no, Riker. Got the Not Riker. No, okay. there goes. Kirk, Picard, Cisco, Janeway, Archer. Are the five captains. Oh, oh, you were... Okay. I thought you were saying it was five and then Archer. Nope, I can't count. Five with him. Got it. Pick your top two. In no particular order. Okay, can I just say that Kirk is fourth? Yeah, Kirk is the bottom. (laughs) Kirk is easy bottom. No, because I can give you my list off the top of my head. Sure, what's yours? It it goes around based on who I'm liking at the current moment, but overall, I would say Cisco, Picard, Janeway, Archer, Kirk. That's, That's fair. Again, I feel like Picard's still probably up there. And as far as, like, actually captaining things, I I don't know, though. Like, Cisco as a person is probably higher than Janeway, but I don't care as much about war stuff. So as captain I don't care as much about that side of him. Which, again, this is just me. But... Janeway well, you're not going to have a lot of fun in the latter half of my D&D campaign, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Janeway and how she has to do the stuff that they have to do because of Voyager, I love that. I also just like her attitude and uh, her persistence for acquiring caffeine in the middle of nowhere. There's coffee in that nebula. <laughs> Why is that such a good Janeway? That's unacceptable. You <laughs> 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 should not have that good of a cable crew. <laughs> But yeah, um, I mean, also it's like, like she gets bonus points for that haircut, you know? Which one? It changes all of them, especially <laughs> the big donut. The donut is the best one. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, yeah. But yeah, I, I, again, I'm a, I'm bad right. at picking favorites of anything, right? Because things are yeah. different. Because you like things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Talk about dodgeball. Yeah, Have you guys seen dodgeball? Yes, yes, we've both seen dodgeball. You're did you see it like part. when it was popular? I did see it when it was popular, and I've seen it a fair few times since. No, it's a very rewatchable movie. When did you me. see it? So a couple years ago, my family. Okay, yeah, I'm a very sheltered child. I was a sheltered child. So a couple of years ago, now that my brother <laughs> I and I are adults, um, my brother and my mom got super into watching a lot of those era and style of like shows. Also, all of, like, the mockumentaries from, like, the from back in the day. Um, so, like, within the span of three years, I've seen all of the, com- a bunch of the comedies that everybody was watching. 
30 years ago. <laughs> you watched, like, Anchorman and, like... I actually... my So, my brother and my mom, I think, watched Anchorman around the same time that they then watched Dodgeball. I didn't actually... Those are very much the same vein of movie. Exactly. Yeah. They were watching all of those around the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, we're, we're old enough and we don't care anymore. And I don't even know. But, yeah. So, Talk to us about Dodgeball. So, yeah, like, I remember distinctly in grade school, like, there were some Dodgeball memes floating around the, the schoolyard, like... Yeah. If you can dodge an X, you can dodge a ball was yeah. a popular one. Yeah, of course. Good so format. I, and like I was like I was kind of browsing, crawling through the Bull, depths Bull of strategy, movies on of course, Amazon. was in there too, I'd imagine. I that was just, that one surprised me. Yeah. And also that guy being in it surprised me because he is also Michael in Arrested Development. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Arrested Development, have you seen it? Yes. It is like the funniest sitcom it's ever. It's very made. good. It's yeah. so so good. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. Like, I was worried parts of it weren't going to age well, and parts of it did not age well. Yeah. But what I love about Dodgeball, I think more than anything else, going back to it, is that you you know the magical quality that sports movies and sports anime have, where they can take you from not caring at all about a sport to getting you invested in it? See, I can actually illustrate this point with one of mine that I'm just going to cut in here because no! I'm not going to talk about it at length, <laughs> I promise. I'm always going to plug Haikyuu. It's an amazing show. Please watch it. It's a volleyball anime. It's about just high school boys playing volleyball. It's happened multiple times. This is like Rewatch 10 for me. I just finished rewatching it lately with my girlfriend, Liz, who I love very much. Liz, you're great, and I love you. Podcast sponsored um, by Liz. <laughs> 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 um, but... Um, it had the exact same quality that it did with when I was watching it with Josh, and then later Matt joined us as well because he joined in whereabouts I had shown him to, um, where <laughs> where I showed it to you, and we would watch a couple episodes. We watched like several episodes together, and then like the, the next day or two, so you messaged me like you will give me the content. Like I didn't even have to tell. I didn't have to tell. But, like, Liz did the same thing. Like, she asked independently of me, like, when I was, like, playing video games or something that day. She was like, hey, uh, can we watch IQ tomorrow? And I'm like, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm like, yes, it happens every time. It's, it's, it's a thing that's, it's like, amazing. it's well known for sports anime. Like, ProZD made a video about it with IQ. Like, <laughs> yeah, let her. Skit. <laughs> yeah, but, it's a very yeah. good skit. Very well it just, done. Like, sports stuff has this magical quality to it. And watch Dodgeball. <laughs> dodgeball just cannot help itself like it's still a comedy but as you get to the dodgeball tournament which is the last like 30 minutes of the movie it turns into a sports movie <laughs> like they are into it and it is enjoyable. it's still ridiculous and over the top the whole time it's very enjoyable but it is like, very fun yeah well like i don't know it does it goes from like a, a stupid ridiculous premise to being like okay i guess we're into dodgeball now and like there is so many left knowing nothing about this movie going in. There are so many left hooks for me, uh, like the the guy from Arrested Development being one of the commentators, William Shatner being the like Grand Marshal of Dodgeball. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I did not know Ben Stiller was in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like the main villain. He's mm, I don't want to say great. He does what he needs to do. In he this do- movie. he does his Ben Stiller. He's yeah. a great heel. Yeah, because he's. Immediately dislikable. Oh, yeah, they do a great uh, job making. He does a great job playing this just absolute. So like tool shed of a man. I thought I thought parts of this still a hold up because appropriate insult. I don't know if you know that, but calling someone a tool or tool shed was very like 
You can't say that about Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> I didn't say any such thing about Tim the Toolman Taylor. Alright. But, like, comedies from back then, you're always kind of like, ooh, Because eh, it, it could yeah. be... A lot of them are, um, bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But th- this one's still funny in a lot of parts. Yeah. Like... It holds up. Yeah. It definitely... Like, you were saying with the memes, watching it and realizing just how many things I hear people say are from Dodgeball. Yeah, the yeah. collective... The impact on the collective consciousness yeah. of this film. Yeah, because, like, the, the three things that stuck out to me that I was like, oh, yeah, this is that. It was, if you... If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball was so funny to me. Yeah, he just beams him with a wrench. It's amazing. (laughs) And, like, that that sort of physical comedy can be really hit or miss because, like... Literally. (laughs) Dodge ball. Because, because, like, if you see someone get, like, injured and it's played for laughs, it's not always funny because a guy just got... That man has been seriously injured. He has brain damage and will probably die. <laughs> like, yep. and like dodgeball comes it's like, real it's close. Like, it's like yeah. the Home Alone effect, right? Like it's specifically Home Alone Two, where you watch Marv get hit by a brick five times in a row. And you're like, <laughs> that man is dead. Little like, bit, actually. little bit of trivia about Home Alone One. <laughs> that spot where Marv like fall slips on the stairs. That's like, real. Tumbles down the stairs. That's, that's real. real. Yeah. I need that. Okay. Well. <laughs> So dodgeball, the three the three moves were things that stuck out to me were if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. Just great. Oh, yeah. Patches of Hulahan was pretty good. They and yeah, Patches and Dunham. He could have very, very easily been a problematic character, and he wasn't. They yeah. do throw around the dyke word a lot, which like <laughs> would yeah, era specific. Haha, that's funny. But now it's yeah, because like, well, uh, like, like the her being a lesbian is the joke. Like that's not a joke. Right. Yeah. And then she is a lesbian, which is like. Great. Like, there's there's a full-on girl-on-girl at the end, and you're like, oh, okay. Me. That's weirdly progressive. Even if it is kind of a joke, that is weirdly progressive. Uh, but the five Bs... <laughs> dodge, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and, and dodge. dodge. And I love that little instructional video with Patches of Hulahan as, like, a young man, and he's like, the five Bs, dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then the final one was like, they're like, they appear to be surrendering, and the other they're, the, the they're, they're goes, forfeiting. It's a bold, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> and the, that's the one of the single funniest master strokes of comedy in the whole movie for me is that it does. That's how they resolve the conflict. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, dodgeball. Not as not as bad as it could have been. <laughs> that's my <laughs> praise about the film dodgeball. A Holds up. I like it. All right, hold on. Let me look at the list. Noah, tell me about. Um, tell, let's talk about the Garfield Dark. Ride. Yeah, we yes! have to get there. We're talking about it. so. Um, oh, this is a podcast. I'm sure many people who have listened to podcasts in their life um, are shout out to Defunct Land. Is a small channel. Yeah, Defunct Land really needs shout outs. Uh, Defunct Land, if you're not familiar, is a YouTube channel. He also has a podcast yeah. by a man by the name of Kevin Kevin Perjurer, who's excellent. Yeah. He. Uh, the, the channel started exclusively as covering the history of uh, closed-down, defunct amusement park attractions. Um, his first episode was on uh, Disneyland's uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, yeah. and it uh, went on from there. Um, he also went to encompass just varying parts of theme park history, and also just like uh, other defunct parts, things. other defunct things, um, and also just history in general, things that aren't necessarily defunct. Um, 
for example, he talked about the uh, big rap party that they that Walt Disney threw for uh, the staff who worked on Snow White after it was a success. Um, and now he didn't really. Uh, he collected the like three months salary worth of money for everyone, and they would get two weeks vacation and um, and then this big rap party. Um, he didn't really communicate well that the uh, that the money was that they were getting also paid and it was kind of communicated it felt like this party was their bonus for completing things so they went fucking wild they like one guy rode a horse into the pool like uh it was crazy and then that led to like the studio strike of 1941 later for a lot of complex reasons but that's getting off topic it also made walt violently anti-communist walt was just already very anti-union he he well of course he was just very gullible when it came to politics he, he like there was one guy i don't remember his name but he goes into it or he kind of got in his ear and told him like this is like communist propaganda and he's like communist awful uh i'm Walt disney <laughs> epcot what a, what a great impression yeah <laughs> well, i'm america's uncle <laughs> uncle walt anyway Anyway, but, so, the most recent episode of Defunct Land, as of the recording of this podcast, was about the bizarre history of the Garfield Dark Ride. Yeah. Um, there was a Gar... There was a dark amusement park ride, um, at... I don't remember the name of the place, but it is, like, a smaller amusement park in Pennsylvania, I believe. Correct. Because they incorporated, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, as, like, what the theme of one of their later... Um, it's an amusement park that's been in operation since like 18 something yeah like late 1800s it's crazy how long it's been around um, it's called like the the fair uh, the, like something fair I don't know what is in your shoes uh, nothing it probably smells like marmalade Clyde is really into Noah's shoes right now probably smells like my own cat Kennywood Kennywood is what Kennywood it's called. Park. Ken- Kennywood Park is yes um, guys, this thing called the internet exists. Really yeah, it sure is. Cool. You know what? You're our guy in the chair. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but so this podcast uh, sponsored by the internet. Sponsored by the internet, uh, which is what you can find this podcast on. In fact, yeah, his whole head in your backpack. I said marmalade. Marmalade scent is very strong on those things. Um, so. But the, the, the thing is, so this this ride was a dark boat ride called an Old Mill, which is a very, like, popular um, format of amusement park ride Classic that was found in a lot of places. Classic, old school. Uh, you, it's a tunnel. However, yeah, you may know it by, it's for the reputation that it had for uh, young couples you put engaging in extracurricular activities outside of the scope of the amusement park you ride. You give people a dark extended amount of time away from eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to be doing stuff. Uh, A lot of the branding for these old old mill type rides would become known as the Tunnel of Love, which is a classic concept everyone knows. Um, However, uh, this particular one uh, at at Kennywood had such a reputation for the folks doing the hanky-panky, as it were, um, that it was reported on, like, there was one time when the old mill burned down and was rebuilt. There's another time it got refurbished. Like, newspapers would, reporting on the refurbishment or rebuilding, would mention said reputation. And, and like, 
it was to such an extent, and it also the the point of it is that it got rethemed into a Garfield's Nightmare. It's called Garfield's Nightmare, was what it was called. Yeah. Which also there was a DS game um, made of called oh. Garfield's Nightmare, but aside from the title, it had nothing in common with the Dark Ride. Um, and <laughs> importantly, there's a great comment by Game Grumps on the video that said. Because of this video, we have now played. We played uh, Garfield's Nightmare for the Nintendo DS. Unfortunately, it did not inspire in us the same lust that the Garfield <laughs> Dark Ride did. Um, <laughs> the important thing uh, to note about this is that yes, even while it was Garfield themed, it would still happen. Uh, yeah. And uh, Kevin reached out on his Twitter to say, "Hey, does it?" Because because the reputation was as such, he reached out to see, like, "Hey." Did you or someone you know, or did you hear stories of people getting down to it in the Garfield Dark Ride? Um, and he was really looking for, like, where in, like, the... You know, like, where in the attraction it happened? Like, how did they facilitate that? Um, Clyde. Clyde. You're on thin ice here, bud. Clyde is, Clyde is very interested in the microphone. Uh, he's the new audio engineer. Um, thank you I for think your hard work, Clyde. Thank you so much, Clyde. Appreciate it. Um, but so he he was asking, you know, yeah, more for the logistics of how it happened. People in their emails sent him like the the dirty deeds, which he was then responding on Twitter like, "Y'all are disgusting" or something to that effect. I don't remember if it was in the video or if, or if it was in the comments under the video where somebody was like. I have half a mind to believe that one of my cousins was conceived on the garden. No, that was in the video. Was that that in was the in video? the video, yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a great line at the end of one of the emails that said, but yes, it was the makeup spot, the Garfield-themed makeup spot. Garfield knows all of our sins. My, my favorite, because the, the whole he doesn't read them out loud. You have to pause the video and read No, he does emails. read that. He does narrate that one. Oh, right. He but narrates my, that one specifically. My, my favorite one was a woman that's like, my ex-husband was terrible at a lot of things, but by the end of the Garfield dark ride, I was screaming. We were both oh, screaming. We were both screaming. <laughs> the Garfield, just... the, like, the ride wasn't scary, but by the end, we were both screaming, I think was what it was. Honestly, completely unrelated to the interesting part of that video, but, like, the weird... The thing that he talks about where the art style of the Garfield ride specifically when it was themed that being so distinct from that one artist that, that put it together, mm -hmm. but also Jim having, Davis. no, 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 there's this like different, uh, this guy who was like the guy for that very specific carnival style of mm. like semi 3D neon. Oh, right. Like, yeah. that like, the, like the laser shot. tag type. Yeah. 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 It, that, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like. Freaking laser tag chic Garfield plus horror. And I, like, Loki was obsessed with that weird conglomeration. So of, I'm, sh I'm of sure moves. the saddest part of this video was that they yes! had to physically destroy yeah! all of it. That made me so upset. I was like, but it's so weird and cool and pizza y. It was so, like, <laughs> I just uh, don't understand. Like, I guess they didn't know because the internet was still in its infancy. Actually, when was it demolished? Uh, it I think it became un-Garfield themed, like, I think even into the 2010s. Yeah, it was, it was a, oh, wow. a few yeah, years Oh, wow. Yeah, like, ago. so many companies, like, 
you could keep this shit in a in a, like a storage unit, put it on auction. You'll get some money. Yeah, you would, but they couldn't because Viacom like had acquired yeah, the rights, and they were like, brand, "You like, either like, pay us a lot more money to keep it Garfield themed, or you physically destroy and, all of it and videotape it." And video, it so yeah, yeah, you know have they videotape it too. That's the crazy part. Uh, but the, my takeaway from it was that like the power of his ability to write a script is so astounding that like. He so, took this crass, ridiculous subject matter yeah. and cut to the emotional heart of it. Like, uh, you know, amusement parks and amusement park rides are where we form some very strong, powerful memories. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, a lot of joy, a lot of, like, adrenaline. Oh, I guarantee you and, there was a lot of joy in the Garfield Dark Ride. Yeah, and he cut, but, like, he cuts to, like, and even love. Like, he cuts to that. Like, there's there's this very sweet, like story of like a, a man like kissed his husband for the first time yeah. before they were married on there back in the time when in the that, old mill in the old mill yeah in the old mill no I think it was in the Garfield time um Garfield still... ally <laughs> <laughs> I sure hate Mondays but I love the case don't worry my children I will cloak you in my veil of yeah. dark <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> But, uh, but no, it was, it was actually genuinely very sweet and like talking about like, the nervousness of like like going on the going on the dark ride with the, with your crush and like yeah. you know it's it was I was quite literally moved to tears by people doing the nasty on the Garfield. Definitely getting the nostalgia for a ride that I've never seen or been on. Right, like nostalgia <laughs> for an era that you've never been a part of. Like oh Jesus man. Please. Hey Noah, what's up? Now that we're like three and a half hours, or two and a half hours in, can you please check that it's recording? <laughs> no, it is recording. We're only right, about an hour fifty yeah. in here. Oh wow, really? Yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, oh, yeah. time okay. to kill. Uh, any anything else from your extensive list of watched that you want to talk about? And we're all not watched. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, like here, you know what? I'll rapid fire them. Um, Sure. Okay. The Sopranos. Turns out it was good. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> the boys suckered right back in the new season. Because, like, you watch the boys, some time passes, you think back, you're like, that was kind of, like, shock, gore, kind of a little bit, maybe a little cringe. And then you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I watched exactly two episodes, and it made me so physically uncomfortable yeah. and emotionally you... uncomfortable yeah. that I could like, not watch more. Yeah, it, it's like it's because it, it does have a, a bit of psychological horror in it. Oh, yeah. especially I, towards okay. The part I think I'm in. part of the problem was I watched it. What I had to have been like early pandemic-y times. Right. When it was like not, not a good headspace. Not the show to watch. Not a good headspace to be in to watch when that. Yeah. The world seems to be falling apart around you. And I had to, yeah. did you have you watched Invincible? I watched some of it. I don't remember. A very how much very I similar it. kind of vibe. It's just animated instead. I found it much more palatable. Because it's animated, Probably. so it's like there's more of like a this isn't real type deal. Like th yeah. this couldn't be real. My monkey. But friend. then if you look at the boys, you're like, I could see this being a real thing in real so, life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the boys season three, super into it. Jensen Ackles in it. Oh nice. He's Soldier Boy. He is Soldier Boy. Uh, I oh. like it. Not not really much to say about it, else about it. Cool cool. I made a I funny also, like, joke. The, where I said that and you didn't even laugh or something. What? You said he is Soldier Boy and I said tell him. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't catch that the first time. <laughs> that's what it's I was funny. I was right trying there. to remember what the rest of the words says the Soldier Boy song. You! Oh, yeah, okay. It's that. That's the only word. Uh, I like 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Very distracted by Clyde. They're coming. Down I the hear stairs. someone coming down the stairs. It's a cat. Yeah, yeah, he has the footsteps of a human man. He does. He really did. I literally thought that was like, what? Like Gary? I, for, yeah, for a minute I was like, why scary? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Um, the guy from Far Cry Six who was also in Breaking Bad. I really, I don't remember his name. Yeah, are you talking? Who was also Moff Gideon? Are you talking about yes. Giancarlo Esposito? Oh. I love him. Giancarlo Esposito is an amazing. He actor. is excellent in The Boys. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, dude. I've seen of the little I've seen of The Boys. I did see a clip of him. He's a fucking big bald badass. Uh, lightning. In- continuing the lightning round, outer range. Josh Brolin is a cowboy, and he finds a weird cosmic hole in his land. Um. It's okay. So is this the like, Thanos origin story? <laughs> like the cosmic energy turns him no, into it's great, turns him like, purple and big. Like episode like two or three, they have to hide the neighbor's body in it. Oh, what? Cool. It's pretty cool. Like it's, I, I enjoy what I've seen of it. No real like thoughts on it. Uh, I watched the new Bond, the newest Bond movie. Ah. Really liked it. Yeah. Possibly still, my favorite. Is it still Bond. what's his name? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yes, yeah. this is his last one. Yeah. Who's next? Is it Idris Elba next? Is he actually? I don't know if they've confirmed. They did have a new 007 girl who was in the movie. Because Bond is retired, so they had someone else come up, the new 007, and she's a black woman, which is cool. So I kind of hope they do a movie with her. Uh, I have a bad feeling we're just going to reboot and get another movie. (laughs) Uh, No Time to Die. inclusive. You got like five minutes. Yeah. No Time to Die. Really liked it. Like, I think it's my new favorite Bond movie. It was just good. No time, die guy. Uh, Evil season two. I don't know if you guys heard anything about what Evil is season evil? one. What is the premise of the show? So I only watched it because the actor from Luke Cage is in it. Oh. oh, okay. The guy that plays Luke Cage. Yeah, right, sure. Evil is a show where a skeptic psychologist is recruited into a team that goes and assesses people to see if they need exorcisms or not. Oh. So at the, in the, beginning of the show in season one it was kind of there was kind of the question of like is this all real because like the the skeptic psychologist starts having these like visions of demons or whatever visions of sugar plums and she sees yes Yes, of course and she sees some stuff so like you kind of question is that all in her head like because you know you can you can convince yourself of something on accident yeah but in season two, it's very much like it's going full supernatural. Demons are real. Uh, the devil is working through this guy who literally like. There's a thing in the first season I thought was cool because you got to see how a man red pilled a boy oh. and turned him into a domestic terrorist. Fun. <laughs> I just I thought it was interesting. It kind of showed because it kind of showed the pipeline because he would go on these these websites. And it, I thought it was cool. Evil Season 2, they're leaning full in. I haven't watched all of it because I have watched all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your watch list uh, is the biggest I'm kind of surprised of that you I have enough watch. hours in the day. That's and what that comes I'm from saying. somebody who does the same thing. I watch stuff just when I'm doing anything else. I'm same. watching something. I, yes. my, I my problem. Two, I consume two additional things since the time of making that list. My my thing my problem is that if I want to watch something, I want to watch the thing. I can't be doing something else. Oh, I have it the depends. opposite problem. Well, it depends on what it is. There's some stuff that's absolutely background noise for me. Yeah. Like, like for example, one of one of my points is in Pirates of the Caribbean for the sixth try. Tell me about Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure, it sure is Curse of the Black Pearl. It sure is a great movie. 
sure did fall asleep. Uh, Again? Right? Yeah, right around. <laughs> this is like my sixth try. Have, have you seen the whole movie? N- no, I almost always fall asleep. Just right, right up there. Then. The, the main, usually like I'll fall asleep right as they are realizing that Elizabeth is not Will Turn and Bootstrap Bill's daughter. And they're like, it's like, it was your father, William Turner. And then he like backhands her down the pile of the gold. And then Will is like, come on, we gotta get you out of here. And then, like, he leaves Jack for, like, in the clutches of them, and then, like, Jack parlays them. And it's really great. Because yeah, he can't remember the word for parlay. Hi. Is that, is that, is there gitch? Yeah. Hi, gitch. How can you um, tell? They are very different. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Behaviorally. They look completely different. He's, like, Josh twice is... her size. And he had the wild Josh. And... They're both Siamese cats. They're, like, that's their whole thing, is they all look the same. Um... No. That's racist. <laughs> okay, my best friend had a Siamese cat. Also, yeah, I have friends who are Siamese. It's not racist. We actually think they might be Tonkinese. We, we got ah. them from like a weird farm. Oh, so okay. Tonkinese are like basically very similar. Anyway, yeah, I usually fall asleep right around there. And then sometimes I will like do the thing where you're asleep and then you wake up and then you see like two minutes of it and then you fall back oh, to yeah. sleep. And usually, like, I'll, I'll wake up and it's Jack and Elizabeth there on the Rum Runner aisle, and then I fall back asleep. Oh I have not even gotten to the coolest scene in the movie, any of my watches, where it's all the guys walking underwater as their skeletons. And I, it's literally the coolest shot in the I whole thought, film. I thought that when you had proposed that you fall asleep during this movie, I thought maybe you'd, like, over the course of six watches, manage to get <laughs> got, the entire got movie. the whole thing. But no, no, you just, like, there's no, no, a spot no, no. of it that puts you to sleep. Just Is there, like, a... start the movie at that spot. <laughs> Is there, like, a sub, subcutaneous sound wave <laughs> that just puts you to sleep? Yeah, it's like, it's like when the, uh, when the medallion hits the water, it does the, boom, the shockwave. That's, <laughs> like, I'm out. Yeah. That's, like, my hypnosis triggered. It actually sits me back no. under, yeah. Um, what I didn't was... really have anything. That's actually all of my... My watch. Um, right, yeah, I'm on my last one too. Aside from once again telling you to watch Miss Marvel, uh, Kenobi real good. I have heard I great things about Kenobi. Haven't watched any of. I watched any of it yet. I really like Kenobi. It starts a little slow. Um, Leia is in it as a child. I, I saw the first like two episodes. I think she is. Her child Leia is like a. <laughs> I love I had her. Someone say that they wanted to punch her in no! the face because she's. She is Getting kind of a little shit, but she very quickly <laughs> she very quickly becomes like the good kind of little shit yes. of a kid, kind of like Omega. I she's hilarious and honestly very on brand for what Tiny Leia would be. I uh, see. I, I I I genuinely can. I would, and when I was a little kid, I was obsessed with Princess Leia because mm-hmm. like the one girl in the Star Wars movies. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's um, cool, but also yeah. great character. And I, I do, I just feel like they really hit the nail on the head with, with that characterization. Yeah, it's great. I, I gotta tell you, I'm very, I'm tripping out right now because looking at like the truck that's out there, because there's the truck and it like, you can see the, the, the street underneath it. Oh but, yeah, it's kind of cool. from my angle, the truck is very dark and I'm tripping out and it looks like it's snow on the oh. ground. It looks like there's snow on the ground in mid-June. Can mid you June. imagine if it snowed in July? In mid-June. June, mid-June. Mm. Uh, Kenobi, yes. I like it. I like it a lot. They brought back... Um, so what they're doing for the for Vader is they have 
What's his name? Hayden Christensen. They have Hayden Christensen doing the suit acting, kind of like Pedro Pascal in Mandalorian. Yeah. But they have James Earl Jones still doing the voice. Yes, he is still alive. That's excellent. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. Because he was in um, Coming to America. <laughs> Don't watch it. Don't watch it, he says. <laughs> it's okay. Like, if you want to... If you want to spend some time doing something that will have no consequence on your life, feel free to watch the Eddie Murphy movie. Anyway, but Kenobi's real good. I really love the stuff with Vader. Because, like, in episode 5, which is the newest one, do you care that much about, like, their kind of small spoilers? I think Obi-Wan lives. I think. Slightly. I think he might live by the end of the series. If, yeah. The boy who lives. Yeah. <laughs> the boy who, yeah, you know, I think that Darth Vader I think Darth Vader might also make it throughout the end the of the series. Who lives. That's kind of bane. <laughs> the boy who lives. Come to today. Can you imagine Bane is just this huge man with this tiny little stick just pointing in about like, Is that not what happened to <laughs> Yeah, that was the Dark Knight Rises, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I remember that scene where he just kills Batman, yeah. <laughs> with the vodka opera. Yeah, but Vader is so fucking cool in this. Yeah. Because, like, some of the movies have a hard time depicting Vader yeah. as, like, as cool as he is. This is not the case yeah. in this I, one, because... There's a bit where a woman tries to lightsaber fight him, and he does not even draw his own lightsaber. He just, he just pushes her around. That's amazing. And then, like, <clears throat> and then, like, they duel, and she loses, and then a rebel transport, like, takes off into the air, just <laughs> frozen. Got it. Oh, my God. And then he, he, like, brings it down to the ground and just tears it apart. And it was a decoy, and the real one, like, flies away faster than he can force. Mm. But just, just watching Vader just be like, that's mine. <laughs> Well, it's like the same uh, shit as so, it's, it's like the same shit as the end of Rogue One, where he's just in the hallway, and it's the most menacing fucking. Oh like, yeah, that was really cool too. Of, like that—that's Vader. Never saw Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One's epic. It's I know. Great, easily, in my opinion, of the feature length that Disney Star Wars has made, easily the best. I've been meaning to watch it, but I know that it'll require actual brain power. Not really. I mean, you know that most of the characters are gonna die. So they've got a character that's it's they it's they're stealing Spoilers. the Death Star plans. Many, Many Bothans died to bring no. us this. Like, I didn't know those were the Bothans. Oh god, that's true. There's a character that's nominally close to HK forty seven in it, so it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean Kenobi, real fucking good. I really I, like yeah. a lot about it. I like. We'll revisit it when you watch it, I guess. Yeah, we'll probably with Caleb, because like, I'm sure Caleb's seen it. I love... I guarantee Caleb's I love seen it. Kenobi having, like, PTSD, because, like, the prequels have excellent world-building and set-dressing, and, like, if you watch some... If you consume some of the extra material related to the prequels, like, particularly the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars show, yeah. it really does, like, get more into the depths of, like, Kenobi and Anakin's relationship and how huge of a betrayal it is in Episode 3. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Episode 3, if you could watch a bunch of other, like, Clone Wars, other stuff, You're really Episode 3 gets that. great. Yeah. And well, Episode 3, Kira, I would argue, Kira's is really... very doubtful. I would, I would argue that Revenge of the Sith is great on its own, though. I hate to admit it, but I also never watched Episode 3. 
You never watched Revenge. That's the best of the prequels. When it, it really came is. out, my parents said it was too violent for me and brother. I mean, they, he does kind of chop up. And I just Anakin never watched it. He does <laughs> that is true. Leave him dead there. I went to see it in the theater I did with too. my best friend at the time, and they had like cosplaying stormtroopers nice. at the in front of the theater. And uh, when we were sitting down waiting for the movie to start, there were two kids lightsaber fighting on like the little stage in front yeah, of the screen. Very cool. Very good. <laughs> That's precious. Very yeah, good. It's, it's I need cool to watch it memory. again. I, like the things that I have missed, just because are many and horrible. I'm talking about video games now. Okay. I gotta talk about Eastward. What is that? Eastward is a lovely little game, and it's made. Um, uh, I don't know if it's produced by Chucklefish, who is one of the... Uh, they helped make Stardew Valley. Oh, yes. Okay. Concerned oh, yeah. Ape worked with Chucklefish. Chucklefish, gotcha. I think, uh, produced it, maybe. Um, but Eastward is an excellent little... Uh, I would consider it like an adventure RPG, like an action RPG. Um, the gameplay of it... Uh, the actual like gameplay is there's a lot of exploring like you know settlements and towns talking to NPCs a lot of great dialogue a lot of very funny dialogue um the music is banging the pixel art is uh very very lovely to look at it's very well designed it's it's like a post-apocalyptic um world that they don't really know a whole lot about at least they're our protagonist and uh, so John you play as John who is this bearded like old he's a he's a miner like he's a digger like he uses explosive like tnt and like he's he's very um he's great i love john but he's also a, a, he's got mad cooking skills as well i do love mining as like a theme mm-hmm. ever well, since lego rock raiders <laughs> it's a it's not um particularly like a theme but like they live in pot crock isle which is like um it's just a hole in the ground, and they've never seen the surface. Um, Dude, it's very, it's very currently gone. Yeah, very currently gone vibes from it. Um, and he finds this girl, Sam, in like a at, at least as far as I'm understanding. I don't know. I haven't seen it in like the story proper. Yeah. But I have seen it in the uh, opening cinematic, which is beautifully animated, by the way. Um, very, very good. Um, he finds her in this like suspended animation like like back to tank essentially um and she's just this adorable she's she's very spunky she's very and very nice too is the important thing she's a very kind little girl um she's essentially his not daughter um classic he's took her taking like ellie and joel yeah yeah very ellie and joel except for uh this joel is uh like actually like not like me he's he's a silent protagonist but he's like noted to be like a kind guy and like he's a good cook and like i don't know like he's dependable and strong but so like not he, mean is he actually silent or is it like you just never get to hear his dialogue i think he's like implied to actually just be a man of very few words at all like he just does not talk because like in breath of the wild link is not silent. link is talking you just don't yeah. hear him yeah i think john is actually silent like okay because um I think silent characters have very strange interactions yeah. with children. <laughs> I think I think John like he just, he doesn't talk. He's very silent. He he's he is silent. I think in universe either silent or he says very little, if anything at all. But um, he he's just this very gentle, like caring man. He's like he like cooks for her. Like he gets like 
he got paid in like fruit for his job and not money um which the currency is salt um nice which is very good um it's but the gameplay is like uh when you're not exploring a town talking to npcs you it is a very much like a classic top-down zelda like link to the past minish cap uh game boy game so it's like a lot of emphasis on dungeon, like dungeon crawling, and like because they're not particularly dungeons per se, but they're areas where it is dungeon like in its structure. There's puzzles to do. Um, Which one is this? This is Gidget. This is Gidget. Hey, Gidget, do you want to come over? Yeah, see, his face looks completely different than Clyde's. She is a girl, and Clyde is a boy. Yeah. Um, but so it's. It's just a very lovely... I'm a little late to the party. It came out last year. It? Yeah, it's actually funny you're talking about this because I was listening to an, my favorite podcast currently and they were talking about it and I'm listening to an episode from like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting... I, I, I am late to the party. I picked it up on my Switch. It's my current... Um, it does sound like a cozy Switch vibe. It, it is very, very good. Also, the main mechanic, or another very mechanic, is a cooking minigame. Uh, not much of a minigame, but you get, there's a bunch of different ingredients, you mix and match, you can make different oh, yeah, things. No, no, which I did, <laughs> I did show just the cooking. Um, some of the dishes that you can make and the ingredient requirement for which you make them is not... You, um, you are either the world's greatest chef or a liar. Yeah, because <laughs> so um, if you put the, dairy and eggs are like a, a like there's different ingredient categories. There's dairy and eggs, seafood, meat, yeah, vegetable, fruit. Um, <laughs> you put dairy and so the requirement for certain dishes is like you need just three of meat or like one meat, one vegetable, one dairy and egg. So you get funny things where you put in three chickens and it's a like uh, braised like pork belly. <laughs> Or you put in three cups of milk, and that's steamed eggs. No! <laughs> Do you not just uh. often pour three cups of milk into the wok, and that's your steamed eggs? Or also, three things of tofu also counts as steamed eggs. Uh. You know what it probably is? Mm. It's because you're a silent protagonist, the kid names it. <laughs> eggs, there's, and you're no, like... There's a great... All of the flavor text on it is great, too, because there's pizza, and then it's like... Uh, John once tried to make pizza. John put pineapple on pizza. John failed at making pizza. <laughs> and it's like, that's no, very funny. This is unfair shot. <laughs> Unacceptable. It was, but it is, that, but you got, that is very, that is very funny writing, though. Like, that's good flavor text. Um, Literally flavor text. No, it's a, it's a very lovely game. To, in chapter two, that minor spoilers for Eastward. Um, minor spoilers. Takes a dark turn very fast in that you, um, you're essentially banished from this underground because you've been doing stuff and you like you're sent to Charon to uh, banish you. It's a train. You get on a train. You're put. Oh, on a train. oh okay. So then you get on the train to the, the little surface. town. Where your grandfather died. No, 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 and no, no. You inherit his farm. No, no, no. Yeah, Stardew Valley, yeah. <laughs> what a turn. Like they just Skyrim opening. Yeah. Yeah. You get on a train and you end up in a weird little city full of animals. And yeah, yeah. There now. It's Animal Crossing, actually. <laughs> no, like, so the world, as far as I can tell, is ravaged by something called the miasma, which is like this 
dark, like, you know, energy, generic kind of dark energy kind of like, uh oh, stinky. And blows up. It's like very subspace emissary, uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, like yeah. that kind of like. Um, Those are bombs, you, you get out of the thing and you get to the first stop, and there's this tiny little town. There's this woman that's immediately taken with John. Um, because she, he's very strong and dependable, and he helps them like her their thing. And in there, there's like an escaped blimp pig, which is great. They're pigs that like kind of inflate into balloons, and it's very funny. It's very, very charming the world building of this game. Um, like, how, where would you compare them in response to our Lord and Savior Lechonk? <laughs> uh, they inflate them bigger than the chunk. They're pretty great. No, but like on a scale of like goodness. Goodness, they, I would say they're great pretty. Goodness. Pretty. I would say they're bigger, better. Than better the pink. <laughs> better. Better than the chunk. Better pig. Better pigier. Pigier. They are pigier. Um, Honestly, but yeah, they had to chase down these like these blimp pigs because the the one of them was like a weird green blimp pig that like. Had smashed the uh, the the fence and like they all kind of escaped. So you took track them down. You find this weird like factory oh. with something called like and so like Sam has this weird thing where she's got like she's seeing like this time kind of stops and she's sometimes for her and she's seeing. <laughs> Sorry. Meow. Meow. What what if Kira? One of Kira's cats is meowing, and I kind of like looked over it, and I looked back at Kira, and she's just looking at me with this like, "He's doing it again." Look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, this is nothing on Marmalade when I leave the house, though. Marmalade is like, I he will die if I leave the room for three seconds. Well, like, oh, that's Mar- not what's happening. Marmalade does a thing where like, if you leave him alone, he'll like wait for a second to see if you come back, and then he goes. And he only he only does it until he determines that no one is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, yeah, stops. And then no. he like chills out. He goes and lays down. Um, but no. So like, you end up in this weird factory that has like more people in these like in these like back to tank things, oh. and like it's talking about like d- DNA, and it like scans the people, the village people in the village, and it's like no, uh, they're healthy, like uh. uh civilization primitive because they're only like farmers and it's just like uh result failure like harvest in six hours or something Ooh. and like the miasma happens and like everyone in this town is dead like oh. you have to and you have to flee Gross. to the train it's god it takes a dark turn very fast for such a charming game but i cannot recommend it enough that's a very minor that's chapter two that's maybe like an hour and a half into playing the game. All right. I feel like you uh, haven't played enough Switch games if that's like, oh man, this cute game. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm very familiar with that. that. Like, JRPG thing. Oh, I'm very, familiar, I'm very familiar with that, but I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it so quickly. Is yeah, the thing like chap like an hour and a half after playing? The best is when they wait until the eleventh hour to be like, oh, that precious. <laughs> yeah, like, guy. Under, like Undertale. Where um, they, chapter like, one. Like, I need ten cherries to make a pie. Chapter two. Ten. Thank God. Yeah. Um. That. Also, to note of um, this, there is a full-fledged JRPG called Earthborn inside of it. Oh. That is, in the universe of the game, you, there are, it's a very popular game in-universe with, with kids. Like a video game? Yeah. Like, they have, like, NES games, like, NESs with TVs, like, in the street, like, oh, like one game. Reference? Yeah, Earthborn is an Earthbound reference, okay. but the game itself is Dragon Quest, like, you... The main character is literally Erdrick from Dragon Quest Three, okay. like, and you have 
seven days to defeat the demon king um and the days are like a minute <laughs> it's like really fast and like uh but and it's very simple it's like basically an nes game but it's a full-fledged rpg as a mini game inside this game Jeez. with a mechanic that there's also these little like like you put a token in and you get like the little the little gotcha it's a gotcha you get the the ball and you open it and it's like figures from the game and it, it's basically an amiibo where you like get an item in the game. It's very, it's a very extensive the game in the game. Yes, it's a very ex- too many layers. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very fleshed out mini game in this game. Okay, what's the? How does the combat work? What in the in the game in the game in or the, in the game? It's it's all the like you just you swing your so like frying pan. Yeah, it's real time. You swing okay. your frying pan. Um, you get also. The two other weapons that I've got so far, I got like a very short range but powerful like gun. That's like a it's like a little like it's basically a sawed off shotgun. It just hits really hard right in okay, front of you. Okay. Um and then uh I got a kind of flamethrower too, which um shoots flame in front of you and that takes nice. ammo. Um also Sam has abilities. Mm-hmm. I don't have all of them yet. I only have uh I have two, but I will just say the one where she can like throw like a a little beam of light out and you it freezes enemies in place it doesn't deal any damage but it will freeze them in place so that john can then go like whack them with the with the frying pan um and you switch between them at will you just uh, the the controls are very good you can also there's i'm gonna imagine this happens more than once there was a section where she and sam and john are like separated at different parts of the screen where they can't access each other and you have to do something like in Sam's portion that lets John proceed. Like like a very Portal 2, like you need to work together, but it's one mm. person doing it instead of co-op. Um, the puzzles so far are very well made. Very, uh, They're very intuitive for me because they're very Zelda-like, and that's, you know, one of my favorite series of all time. They, those come very naturally that's to me. That's crazy. I never would have guessed. <laughs> Even with the, with the branding of this Which podcast. Which show are we on again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, would recommend that game though. I needed to talk about it because it's lovely and I've really been enjoying it so far. Um, I know I've kind of hogged a lot of this segment. John, talk, John, Josh, talk about Elden Ring. All right, oh, Kira, no. talk about Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, Kira, talk, Kira, talk about Minecraft. I, I am I dying to know. What do you want to know? Kira, no. you have written here. Minecraft, Castle Build Chronicles, and my inability to follow tutorials. Please okay. tell us about that. Has greatly intrigued me. <laughs> so, me too. I, like so many, go through seasons of Minecraft in which it is all I do for three weeks straight, and then I forget it exists for, for several, several months. months. Yeah. Um, the cycle. But one... So... I, I need to give backstory because I feel like it's necessary, but like... All right. For me, at least, I've been aware of Minecraft since it's early, early, early days. My yeah. brother was very into it from... like. see your mother? Brother. Bro, okay. um, <laughs> I was like, gamer mom, plug. Yeah, no, no. Uh, he was playing it in the, like, alpha with mm. his... Those, those guys got in on the ground floor. So I've been mm. aware of it for a very, very long time. And then played it a little bit, but never really bothered to, like, figure out how stuff actually worked and would just do that thing where you, like, build a dirt house and spend, like two hours in a, in a new world and I get bored and then run around for a while and then like start a new game. Um, so my mission the last couple of years of playing Minecraft has been to actually learn 
like the strategy and like what stuff does and actually like learn how to play Minecraft. Um, okay. Because I just partially just so that I could more efficiently do what I actually wanted to do in Minecraft, which is mostly building. But I mean that's what it's what it is. So you mind basically crafting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been my mission for what is actually like a, a, multiple years now, because that's just how Minecraft be. But <laughs> my goal ultimately is to after multiple world saves of trying to like build sweet castle setups because I just feel like medieval I'm <laughs> I just feel like medieval Minecraft setups are by far the best looking things within the bounds of Minecraft yeah, because it's kind of hard to make other aesthetics. Yeah, I've seen people... I don't use shaders or anything. I've seen people use shaders very effectively to make, like, modern vibes work really well. Mm -hmm. I don't have the patience to do that. Uh, and I just I just think the, the medieval stuff looks better within Minecraft. Um, yeah, like, cobblestone is the most easily accessible resource. And exactly. The only thing you can make look good in cobblestone is, like, medieval stuff. Yeah, it's, it's the cheapest by far. Yeah. Um, so I've been working finally on my like magnum opus uh, castle build, which has... Is this the same one you were working on like probably a year ago? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've been pretty much solely on this one. I had another world that I had finally been like, oh, I'm going to try and that was kind of my learning stage mm -hmm. where I did that mountain sort of hotel thing. Yeah. And I uh, several Swiss chalets. I love mountains. Uh, I only, I always end up in villain layers and mountains before I was doing this one. It was always mountain villain layers because I could just carve it out and didn't actually yeah, have to build. it's cool. You just go inside the mountain and carve it out and you're like, I live in a mountain. Yeah. Exactly. It's cool. If you're not living like a Bond villain in Minecraft. It makes you feel like a dwarf. Also, also that. Um, I noticed that you, uh, in my travails there, I noticed that you're very bougie. You, I noticed that you have filled your litter box with pretty litter. Okay, well the funny thing is they don't really use that one. Really? They don't like the pretty litter. <laughs> I see. We tried. I tried. Um, anyway. Uh, so, with this, with this build, I think part of my issue with previously trying to do these really large builds was that I thought that I had to do it 100% on my own, in my own imagination, or else it didn't count. And I was finally like, this is a dumb thing. How am I ever going to learn how to build things and make them look good if I don't, like, I don't actually learn how to do stuff? So I finally was like, I'm just going to find tutorials that I like and just learn to build them like the 12-year-olds that are playing Minecraft actually do. Mm -hmm. um, basically, in my 20s now, finally doing what the children do in the Minecraft to actually get better. <laughs> so I've been following a an um, a very extensive uh, tutorial for this castle. The problem is I, right off the bat, was like, I want to make sure this blends with the actual atmosphere of, of my seed. Oh, like the surroundings? Yeah. So like, I, I that's one of my favorite things is to find a location and actually build what I think would go in that location naturally. So in this world that I generated, I found this perfect mountain that was like just tall enough, but also just flat and wide enough to plop a castle. It was like, it was perfect right between snow and like regular forest. So you had a little bit of that like high mountain vibes, but then also right into not everything having to be covered in snow. And I built a little, you know, I built a bridge all on my lonesome. And then I got a, a little house tutorial that was really nice. Um, 
and then found this massive series um, from, I think it was, uh, the, the YouTuber is Blue Nerd, who has a crap ton of tutorials that are all meticulous. I love it. But we're talking like a 30 episode tutorial for this giant castle build for this entire massive city. The walls are beautiful, but I built the walls how I wanted to build them on this mountain because I wanted to make sure that it matched the exterior. Problem is that the walls <coughs> directly built into the castle. And so then when I got around to actually building the castle, some of my stuff was off because the walls weren't in the exact same right. place. And I was not about to go back and change it. Now, mind you, this is all... I only recently started actually enchanting in this world within the last week. <laughs> I did all of that on iron. Oh, this, is this survival? Uh, yeah, she did too. Yeah, uh, so uh, I I do survival keep inventory. That is okay, my... Okay, right, yeah. yeah that is, that is my go-to. That's like to play, too. Um, I, I, I need some amount of scarcity in order right. for it to be fun. I've tried creative. It's too easy. Right. I, I cannot find it interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't play without keeping inventory on. It is too frustrating because I die a lot. And that is the part I'm bad at. And yeah. I refuse to uh, <laughs> not be okay with that. Um, so when I actually finally started building a castle, probably six months ago when I was starting to get into that part of it, um, I, did a, I got probably 80% of the castle exactly how this tutorial is. And granted, this entire thing is supposed to be a lesson in me getting rid of perfectionism within the world of Minecraft. Right, right. That's literally the lesson I'm trying to teach myself. <laughs> and now I'm finally doing, like, the interior of this castle, and I'm so obsessed with how he's designed the inside that every time that I get to a point where it I... match up. That doesn't match, I get so endlessly frustrated <laughs> and then end up trying to do everything in my power to like make it match and so far we've been able to do that um because like half of my castle was underground anyway because of how it was built into this mountain so far it's worked but um eventually i'm gonna hit a wall where it's like i have to actually be creative and do what i'm supposed you know do it right, myself yeah. which will be good and interesting um but we'll see um but the funny thing about these videos in particular because these are like half hour to hour long individual videos and there's like 30 of them in this one castle right. And, I mean, like, if I was, he's, he's, he was writing these tutorials as he went. He was building this out as he went, let alone me watching it as I go. Right. So, I'll, like, start working on what, no, it's like, okay, here, do this. Okay, I'll do that. And be like, oh, I see the pattern. I'll complete the pattern. Press play on the YouTube video 30 seconds later. Actually, don't do that. Do this instead. <laughs> Or, oh, and we're going to do this different than we've done it every other time we've done it in this video. <laughs> it's like a... It's like you're when you're watching a binging with Babish and you're trying to actually do the recipe and then he's like, and actually, I screwed this up the first time. Don't do it like this. Basically. this like 15 minutes into the video and I'm like, you Babish, have, you bitch. You have to watch the whole thing first <laughs> and then go back. If it wasn't for the fact that these were like an hour long, I would right, do right. that. Um, and also, I don't have that level of patience. <laughs> and I... I like, for, like recipe stuff. Yeah, for recipe stuff. Yeah, watch the whole thing. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's been kind of frustrating, but I finally like got an enchanting setup done. So I actually have efficient tools, so it's not nearly as big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I am not, I was getting really frustrated constantly having to go stock back up on iron because I just oh, yeah. didn't have, I hadn't like had a, didn't have a cow farm yet. And so now I'm like, I, I finally well, took mean? the time earlier this week because I needed leather oh, to, to, make make books, to make books, right, right, to make yeah, bookshelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, you can't get iron out of cows. You're not a yeah, no, yeah. 
Um, but it's been good. Uh, I'm really pleased with this particular design, and it, it's coming together really nicely and way faster now that I have diamond pickaxes. Yeah, I, bet. I would imagine. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, it's just so funny how long it took me to be like, why am I not... Enchanting things. And well, like... not even that. Like, I spent years in Minecraft being like, I feel like I would like this more if something was different. And the thing that was different was knowing what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, no, I totally get that. Because, like, I love building in Minecraft, and I've never, like, taken the time to, like, look up how to be good at it. I just... Because that thing you were saying of, like the attitude of like if i don't do it myself it's cheating yeah 100%. like i totally get that yeah. and like i'll like have an idea and start to build it and like it doesn't come out exactly the way i want it and i'm like fuck it i give <laughs> up <laughs> yeah My, um, absolutely that i'm i'm with that i do i do feel like i mean i have been playing a long time uh one of the things that i always focus on um when playing Minecraft is interior decoration of my spaces. Oh, um, that drives me nuts I, because there's so little you can do in I, Minecraft. There's a lot more now. There's a lot yeah. more now. Like, I mean, Kira, I can attest the house that I was building kind of recently is like a more modern kind of house that yeah. I like, kind of showed you guys. That I, I'm pretty proud of how it came together. But the problem is for me, I'm absolutely shite <laughs> at designing the outside of the space wherein right. this interior will live. Like, you tell me to make a roof, I'm like, oh, fuck. I hate roofs, roofs are my least favorite thing to make. I, oh, uh, man. It's so, it's so, like, you're like, make a roof in Minecraft, and I'm like, fuck, at least it's not Valheim. <laughs> That's true. Did that you, is, did you play Valheim? Yeah, I, I was on, I streamed. Oh, right. You yeah, played yeah, yeah, yeah. Valheim. No, Valheim is, is, Valheim, I think, I don't know if I'll ever go back. I probably will when they update it more. Like I keep going back. Mistlands is coming out soon, bud. Yeah, but Valheim's building is the only. It's the only one of the building games where I've really made something that I'm proud of. Yeah, especially because the building is like you because you have to be conscientious of support as well. Yeah. So when you make something that like stands, like you envision something and you actually make it and it works, you're like. Fuck yes, there's it's actually functional. There's a couple of structures that we built on the Homebrewhead server mm -hmm. that I am super proud of. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know if you were there for any of it, Kira, but sometimes, like, Noah or someone would be like, all right, Josh, what are you going to do for the roof? And I'd just, like, <laughs> essentially stop listening to everyone for two hours yeah, you'd and just go, be like, up on the you roof. You would, like, black out and make a roof, and then, like, we would, like, come back, you'd come be like, the great suffering is finished. Come look at my roof. And we're like, yeah, okay. Very good, buddy. You did a good job. And it, it is very, genuinely very well. Like, I was very proud of, like, the main house that I made with the, like, basement and everything on that one. I too. liked my little beach house. The pseudo-basement that I made. My, I did also like my very cursed server where I spawned into planes that were surrounded by, like, oh, yeah. two mountains and, like, there was, like, like a yeah. tiny little shit of meadows and, like, a little bit of black forest and yeah. then, like, two mountains. And, like, that was... The, it was a cursed spawn. You're just sitting in your, like, two square meters of meadow, like, can some more boars spawn? <laughs> yeah, please. Like, please. I need, no I need food or I'm going to die, please. Um, so, Minecraft. Yeah. We had a good time with it. Yeah. Elden Ring. We had a good time with that. Yeah, we're probably going to talk about it more... 
the net with the next guest because you didn't play Elden Ring. Do you have yeah. any thoughts on it? Like stuff you've seen or heard? Um, I don't know. Eight. It's very much not a game that I care about. No, it's yeah, a or game, care so. for. Right. As I mean, like, listen, I can't do combat in Minecraft, let alone in something like where Elden combat Ring. is the main focus of yeah. the game. Like Souls combat, in a way, is much more intuitive than Minecraft combat because like, I just. Especially you and I, who've been playing fast. Minecraft since the old days, because like in the old days, you just go. Me too. Oh yeah, yeah, all of us. Yeah, I played since See, the problem you know, in, is in, in early theory, Minecraft, you just yes. go. You just spam the. It's whoever can swing the sword fast. You remember machine gun bow? <laughs> yes. Jesus, please. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring is. We will talk about it more with Caleb, I'm sure. But did just finish. I'm in the middle of my new game plus playthrough. Okay. I am cosplaying. Uh, I am Melania, Blade of Mikkel, and I have never known defeat. And I don't remember if it was you who who described it this way, but I thought it was very funny. Someone had described it as this is like Melania if she keeps moving the goalposts of like no, what that, that was me. That, yeah. was a, <laughs> this, that was very funny. Melania keeps moving the goalposts of what constitutes a defeat, so she can keep saying that she's never been defeated. Yeah, this is like she's never known defeat and will never know defeat because she keeps. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I have special freeze powers, so you can't tag me. She's that kid on the playground in this. Well, it's more like I won eventually, and therefore I was not. Yeah, never, yeah, <laughs> destroyed with facts and logic. This is yeah. the, This is Melania. She was Ben Shapiro. <laughs> this is a very bad bit. I'm like, not gonna linger on this. I don't know. <laughs> like, like Elden Ring is really special. Like. I don't know if you'd get a real kick out of it. It's excellent. Because, like, if, if you tried to play a Dark Souls, Elden Ring is a totally different Breath experience. Breath of the Dark Souls. That's what it is. It's, it's kind of a totally different experience. Like, my favorite thing about the Souls games is you can play them co-op. Okay. Elden Ring is both great and terrible for that. Because <laughs> there's a lot of the game that you are way better off doing solo. Right. And then just teaming up for dungeons, which creates a kind of unique vibe, but also makes it hard to, like, sit down with a friend and be like, we're going to play this together. Speaking of, uh, I would like us to do, me and you, to both make a new character, do co-op together, and literally as much as we possibly can. Okay. And just, well, I mean, that will constitute us playing, like, past midnight. Right. But anyway. Late night. But, like, that, that is something I would like to explore for okay, other yeah. content. Maybe not as podcasts, but, like, maybe when we get back into streaming, we'll stream late at night. We'll yeah, see. yeah. No, well, yeah, I, I like Elden Ring. There's a lot of uh, it's super accessible for a Souls game. The only problem is that we would have to be starting new characters, which is rough. That is so painful. Yeah, it is. Maybe we can like bring one weapon each. <laughs> <laughs> like we have to get rid of the rest of our inventory. Yeah, this is totally unrelated, but that just makes me want to play like a new Skyrim game or something. Oh my god, we got Starfield coming. Starfield, I saw that after Starfield. Do we know when that's coming out? That comes out, I think. I don't know if it comes out holiday. It might come out holiday. Like this holiday, like twenty twenty two. Q four. Okay. Q four twenty twenty two. I am. I'm hesitantly excited for that because it's been a long time since I have played. anything remotely like that again for the first oh, time. Oh, no, like, people... people it will come like, out in 2023. It's kind of like the, the popular thing, like, poop on Skyrim, but, like, there is not an experience that is like Skyrim. Yeah, no. it's true. Or Oblivion. I don't, I don't think it's the popular thing to poop on Skyrim. I think the popular thing is that 
Bethesda make something else and stop releasing the words Skyrim of the Almighty Todd Howard. It just works. No. Okay. <laughs> In the words of the Almighty Todd Howard, I'll stop making it when you stop buying it. I mean, I yeah. did buy the Nintendo Switch, so I am the lowest common denominator. I was gonna say, you own it on Switch as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I prevented just... myself from buying it in VR. How I many... didn't do that to myself. Okay. How? <laughs> I how many? T- let me think. How many times do I own Skyrim? I own it. Only I own it on. Doesn't count if they gave it to you. Right. Um, I did Does it buy count it. Like my dad owned it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because he had I, it on Xbox. <laughs> okay, so I got it on Xbox 360 when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I that was the first non Nintendo console I ever had. I got an Xbox 360 for Christmas in 2011 to play Skyrim specifically. Dude, yes. Um, I had mine I, a little bit before that. And then, and then I played it, and it was such a different experience than anything else I played. So I was like, yeah. oh, let's go on, like, Zelda. And then, like, it was so bizarre. Like, if very you, bizarre growing up not playing and having a non-Nintendo console until 2011. Let me tell you, that's a weird life experience. If you... Because like, something that comes up a lot when you talk about Skyrim... If you could take any game that you've ever played and delete your memory of it and play it, was, it for the first Skyrim. time again, I would say it's Skyrim pretty easily. Need Skyrim or Minecraft? Yeah, no, I need the memories of me playing Minecraft though. I need them desperately. Yeah. I, would, I would, I would say actually, so Skyrim or um, I actually think Fallout Three was a really special first time experience for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't like just. Because like uh, there's a, a content creator that is my my like shout out for this video because I really like him. <laughs> Up is not jump. Okay. Does not, great heard, videos, but he did a video <laughs> about. He did a video comparing like well he did a video where part of it was comparing, The Witcher three to Skyrim, and there's like there's just a quality to Skyrim's graphics, that make and the music and all of that just creates this atmosphere in a video game that is really hard to replicate yeah it's not very easily replicable because like just it, just wa- i have so many memories of just walking around uh, in this world the, the next the the one that has come closest to me the come the one that's come closest to that atmosphere for me is walking around in breath of the wild it, getting yeah, lost scratched, in the hyrule of breath of the wild that scratched very, it quite yeah, well yeah that like, was definitely the the closest thing in a long yeah. In a long time. Well, it wasn't as long. And it wasn't it wasn't quite that itch, but it was very close to that feeling. Because like yeah. I've wandered around I've played over a thousand hours of Breath of the Wild. Like I've yeah. played Whoa. so much Breath of the Wild. Well, because I played like four hundred hours on the Wii U version and then I got the Switch version and I've sunk like six to eight hundred hours in that version. So like it's, it's so Breath of the Wild is Lovely game. Lovely we game. don't even need to talk about it. <laughs> lovely game. Breath of the Wild, love the game, play it. Uh, we are in Breath of the Wild 2 waiting room, honestly. And I cannot wait. But Starfield does look... I am very cautiously optimistic for Starfield. 100%. I think it looks cool. It looks like Fallout in space. Yep. I did see something that concerned me, which is they were talking about their cities. And they said, uh, this is one of four major cities in the game. They have also said there are a thousand planets... They're doing like a like a No Man's Sky type Yeah, thing I mean, right this now, is essentially right? just uh, no, if No Man's Sky was made by a AAA studio. No, no, because No Man's Sky is procedurally generated, mm-hmm. which is like yeah, that, that was the whole thing. Is they had 
a galaxy of such massive scope. Literally a universe. A universe of such massive scope that they could not possibly design every world. Yeah, and you cannot possibly, it will never, all of it will never be seen. They're saying they individually designed a thousand planets. Okay, I'm saying, I'm going to say a lot of that was probably procedurally generated. Like they threw That's- like... That they threw parameters for a world in there and said, hey, but make they this. Have, and they then have, they went through and put stuff in it. Perfectly. They have theoretically sculpted 1,000 planets that are intended to be relatively unique And of course, there, And of course, obviously, not all space is going to be like populated. Of course, you're going right. to find like mining outposts, like space pirate yeah. headquarters, like uh, small colonies. Obviously, not everywhere is going to be like the example of Coruscant, but like to have only four seems like a very small number in the scope of that world. And they said, "Man, it, it, New Atlantis was the is the biggest city they've ever had in a, in a Bethesda game." And I'm like, "That's not a high bar. bar to clear." I <laughs> think like cities aren't. I feel big. like White Run is like the biggest city in Solitude's the, bigger. Is it? Yeah. Solitude is solid. yeah. Solitude sure. is bigger, but like. Even Solitude, it's like, it's not, doesn't really not feel. Not that big. Not very big at all. Skyrim kind of has the same problem Pokemon does, where you're walking around this city and you're like, this does not house enough people. To yeah, <laughs> right? Like, this is, I mean, obviously this is like a, like an interpretation of the city. Like, we're obviously right, not right. seeing all of it because yeah. the limitations of the media. Of the hardware. Of the hardware. Everybody but... lives underground. <laughs> That's There's a, a lot more rat ways that they don't show. Or like yeah, a lot more rat ways. Yeah, the Pokemon yeah. houses with no beds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that um, Elden Ring does kind of. Uh, I, I found it pretty easy to not get lost in the world itself, but to get lost in playing Elden. Ring. Oh, I I loved exploring in Elden Ring. Yeah, like the combat. So Elden Ring does have a problem where I feel. So other people have said this, and I agree. The last 15, 20 hours are a kind of a slog. But up until that point, yeah. it is... Gotta tell you, wasn't feeling that slog as a sorcerer built. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, magic's really good in Elden Ring, by the way. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's a cool game. Yeah, it's a very cool my, game. I my, had a lot of fun playing it. My current thing that I like to do is I'll cosplay a character. I'm cosplaying as well. I am, like I said, I am Melania Blade of Nicola. It's like... Me and my buddy used to play Dark Souls 3, and he took... And I don't like PvP in games. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even like playing. Valorant is my favorite competitive shooter. I don't even like playing it that much. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we used to go to Dark Souls 3 Fight Club, which is where, like, we, you go to an area with the maximum cap, and you pop some stuff that increases the cap further, and you just summon red signs, and, like, you form a, you form a circle around this pit, and, like, two people get in the pit and fight. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And, one of my favorite memories is we summoned a guy and he comes out and he's got like he's dressed like a villager NPC and he's, got a, <laughs> he's got a pitchfork and his name is Angry Villager and he just uses the yell emote. <laughs> oh no! Amazing. So I I've decided that uh, my current I renamed that character Sir Gideon Offnir. The all knowing. Yeah, I'm just gonna cosplay Can you name this character. Him? Did I you this... get to name him fully, Sir Gideon Offnir? Yes. The all knowing. No, 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 oh, no. So just Gideon Offnir. Oh, you should. You gotta. You gotta get the whole title. I can't. It does not enough space. Does it not fit? So but I, I'm using all. I use his weapon. I have his armor. I'm using all his moves. I like try to. I try to like fight like. Him. Sir Gideon Offnir is an NPC in the game. who's very funny. He's the, in the opening cinematic. He's the the guy is very excited about. Okay. Noisy. Send Sir Gideon Offnir, the all knowing. 
Oh, goodbye. Like, goodbye. <laughs> but, like, the, it's, he's just, he's actually a very easy boss fight when you get, and he's a guy, the spoilers, he's a guy that, like, is helping you through the whole game, okay. and then you get to the end, and he's like, uh, I knew you'd come, and he's like, tries to fight you. Nice. Uh, fun fact, with Kamadazur, he just kind of stands there and lets you kill him. Yeah, cause he monologues. He monologues. And he, <laughs> and he doesn't move. He just kind of, yeah. like, yeah. There's one here. Let me. Uh, I, this I don't know if this audio will be good, but I will. Sh- I will show you. I mean, what we'll, you were after? We gotta show. I'll you. show it to you after. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Video games. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, I Final Fantasy VII remake interlude is on. Is it DLC? Interlude is the version that has the base game and the integrate, like the side story that you play as Goofy. Okay, I heard that the Yuffie DLC is bad. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. But it's included in the game, so whatever. Um, That's on Steam now, so I bought that and I've been playing it, and it looks great. The the graphic options are very funny. Um, You have, like, texture quality, high or low. You have, like, shadow quality, high or low. You have uh, frame rate, 30, 60, 90, 120. Those are your four options to choose from. Okay. I don't know why they didn't go to like 144, which is like a normal refresh rate for monitors, but it's... And the thing that was very funny is in some of the situations, like the frame rate... I have it at 120 because it looks, you know, great running that smoothly and my computer can handle it. Um, they, we're on a train... You're on a train and like the people inside and like the train itself is moving at that... But the scenery outside is still at, like, the 30 FPS, so it's very chunky as it's going past you. It's very funny. Um, Final Fantasy VII, nothing really needs to be said about it. It's a good game. They expanded the first, like, the first disc of the game into a full game, which is not bloating. That is actually taking advantage of the hardware. Uh, the, the update, because that's a game from, like, 1998. Um, or, I think it's 98? For Final Fantasy VII, yeah, I, I just hear shit like Final Fantasy VII came out in nineteen ninety eight, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's ninety eight or ninety. Actually, no. I think Final Fantasy IX came out in ninety. That's the one that killed me. What? By hearing that Final Fantasy IX. Anyway, like Final I, Fantasy IX came out. I think two thousand one. I've never been into Final 2000. Fantasy. Two thousand. Like I could not explain to you how little I care about Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a lot of people's thing. Uh, nine is the best one. Play nine. That's the only one that matters. I just I've tried multiple of them. I just can't get into. Also, it. fourteen is really good. Which is the <sighs> MMO? Fourteen is the MMO. So I I really loved World of Warcraft for a while, and I still kind of like it. Um game's in a rough state right now and i never i can never like stick with an mmo for very long anyway but i really like it and 14 is better but i don't like it yeah that's fair um what else do i have as far as games (laughs) i just want to read my point for uh elder ring which is that uh i finally got the onion ring but then my wife asked if she could have a bite and she took the whole thing and then we went to space that will mean nothing to you but if you've played Elden Ring and finished it and done the ending that I did, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I like how you said I'm not going to do the Ranny ending, and then you did the Ranny ending. I said I wasn't sure if I was going to do the Ranny ending. I was leaning towards it, but I wasn't certain yet. 
Also, I'm obviously still playing ongoing games. Uh, I play Valorant from time to time. Valorant's great. Who cares about that, you know, though? Fair, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It literally, I play, I've been playing Knockout City lately. That's free, by the way. Oh, I forgot play, to play that. <laughs> you should play Knockout City. It's a fun, free game. It's just dodgeball. Like, oh. It's a dodge, It's a multiplayer yeah. online dodgeball game. It's very I could be okay with that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a three, it's like a 3v3. It's like the vibes it gives me is Splatoon. Oh. But right. dodgeball <laughs> instead right, yeah. of paint. Yeah, yeah. Ball. Right, yeah. Um, and then uh, I've been playing Sea of Thieves again lately. Oh yeah, I downloaded it. Did you actually? I did. You I found it. Well, it was already. It had already. You realized that it was already. It's all because they had Game Pass all this time. I did not actually. I don't think I still have Game Pass. I had purchased it, but it, mm. it just only was on my Xbox. Here, talk about House Flipper. Oh, you know what? Okay. How Specifically, the comedy of yeah, you Reverend Elite comedy <laughs> game is what you have said. So here. here's the thing: House Flipper is a sleeper, sleeper comedy genius of a game. Like, is it, is it like in the same like Power Wash Simulator? Like, so it's... I mean, Power Wash Simulator doesn't have nearly as much content. There's a lot more DLC for House Flipper, and the it DLC some for Power Wash. Van more. I need to go you watch get more. Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. <laughs> With the DLC for no. <laughs> that would be very that hilarious. would be hilarious. Um, so in particular, the the DLCs introduced a concept that was not in base game House Flipper, which is that like when you're doing jobs for people, they have like personalities and they like introduce like, hey, I need you to do this job because X Y Z. And the first one that did this was the um, the luxury the luxury dlc mm. so it's this entire slew of houses and jobs that are all like way nicer houses like mansions and classy apartments and all this other stuff which is so much fun to play around with anyway but that means that the characters that they have having you do these 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 builds for them are ridiculous and a lot of them are references so like there's one that's very clearly like a tony soprano like oh I I've gotta I just gotta take over the family business from my sons and well and they very clearly a reference to something probably but <laughs> the reference continues into the houses so it, you're actually cleaning up remnants of whatever this family business was and having did, you got is it really hired as a cleaner for the mob yeah like, and you need to flip their house basically that's um, that's wild it's really pretty cool like. I love House Flipper. I don't have any of the DLC besides like the was the bomb shelter one free. That was I think another one of their April Fools ones, which right. they do annually. Yeah, my like House Flipper kind of it was lacking a little bit of that character in most of the houses, so I'm, I'm glad to hear they've added some. Well, because one of the best parts of the base game are reading the emails, right, right, before doing the jobs and them being hilarious, like, oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for my mom because I had this party, and then you get there and it's like, man, they really trashed the place. <laughs> and so Just actually destroyed. having like little character models and voice acting to that point. Oh wow, they have character models and voice acting. It's like um. It's, it, you know, they like have, like, a little PNG type, type vibe. Look, oh, okay. You just see a picture of the person whose house you're flipping, oh, and right, then they, right, right. they tell you in, in voice acting what they want. It's oh. it's just, like, one permission, but it's just enough to no, get yeah, that's, invested. that's cool. And then they put stuff in the houses, too? Some Somewhat. Um, and it's okay. a lot of the same items and whatnot, but it definitely paints a picture. So uh, one of the other ones that was really fun was you get this guy who's like, oh, you know, I have to get this house ready because I'm going to 
have some woman come, you know, I'm gonna have my girlfriend come live with me or something. And he's like, but don't go in the red room or whatever. And you immediately That's where go, my entry. You just gotta go in the red room. Yeah, like, oh, you know, and, and it's clearly like a Fifty Shades reference where it's like, oh, this is like the, the entertainment room. The bondage room. room. But you go there and he has you, he's like, I wanna make sure it's decked out with everything I'm gonna need for my whatever, and you make it into a gamer club, like a gamer yeah. game <laughs> with RGBs and everything. Amazing. So, like, stupid stuff like that has been really, it's just so delightful. Right. Um, there's, like, one where it's, like, a a lot of just weird little little references and things. For a, it, you, They didn't have to. It's just it's just a nice little bonus. I love it when developers do that. Yeah. Like they, the stuff they don't have to do, but, like, they go beyond exactly. just delivery. Um, like the pets DLC dropped what like a couple months ago now. Great, now you can hot slip and they have to clean up shit on the floor. Great. Well, yeah, and also you get to find random animals. Like I found a raccoon in in uh, the trash can. Excellent. Yeah, um, and then you can find like lost kids. Can you make the raccoon your pet? Unfortunately, no. That's I want so like when you're like cleaning zero the out of ten. Fuck this game. When you're cleaning the houses, you can find like puppies and kittens. Like, oh no, a lost kitten. You want to adopt it or send it to the guy who adopts uh, pets out? And the, I was like, so that happened. You adopted every single cat. No, actually, I, I wanted to wait and choose the right because the first one was a puppy. Um, oh. I haven't found any more random animals. But can I can you only pick one. No, you can have as many as you want. I just was particular. Wow. I was not. You could be a savior to every animal you pick and chose. I was not ready for a pet yet. Um, But you, I was cleaning this thing out of the garbage. Because you have like a base, right? That you make your own house. Really cool, right? Yeah, yeah. My my house that nobody understood. Um, But I was cleaning out these garbage cans, and then a raccoon appears, and I was like, "Oh, is it gonna let me adopt this raccoon?" And it just runs off, and I was so upset. That's very sad. (laughs) I wanted to adopt the raccoon, but um, the the one thing I'm loving about the pets DLC is that. All of the items and the houses are very, like, old-school retro vibes. Mm-hmm. So the houses are a lot of, like, kind of 70s multi-level builds. Like, where they've got, like, the wood-paneled walls. Yes! And, like, and all of the, the new items! Carpeting and, oh, all of the new decorator items are, like, 70s house fixtures. We've got, like, multi-colored kitchen cabinets. You can oh, do yeah. a pink kitchen now. Oh, yeah. And, and wall paneling wasn't even a thing before. And they've added, like... Uh, like was string it? lights. I don't think it was. Wall paneling? Oh, well, there was some wall paneling. They added way more options for wall paneling. Yeah, because... Ceiling you... paneling wasn't a thing before. Right, right. You can paint ceilings now and add ceiling paneling. And let me tell you, my 70s... Uh, my my um, dark den office in my base house got wall ceiling paneling right away. I would <laughs> actually be very interested to tour your... Uh, your yeah, that's how they get experience. Yeah, I, I, I decorated it the way that I hoped one day to decorate a real house, which is that half of it is very 70s, and the other half of it is very 80s, and then... And none of it is good. <laughs> I think it's good. Well, the problem is the be- at the time when I did my personal base, none of these new items none of were it was in. in, right? Yeah. So you had to make do with what there was. Correct. So, like, my the bedroom stuff, I only could really use modern bedroom stuff because that was pretty much all that was available. Right, sure. There wasn't anything particularly 
that fitting um, for the bedroom. But, like, I was able to do a really solid, like, Brady Bunch-style kitchen, uh, like, family room. Was it in your personal that you made the garage into, like, a cool hangout bar? Yes! The, the, the garage that no one understood. <laughs> I understood what I you were a, going for there. I have a neighbor that did that. So, yeah, you made your garage into like a cool like teen hangout. Yeah, my my inspiration. The one that you like wished you would have had if when you were young that like you invite your friends. My over. inspiration was like the the secret garage clubhouse that kids have in like eighties esque zombie Stranger Things vibes movies. Like kids on bikes. Oh, we gotta go to the the hangout. Yeah, the and hideout. it's like yeah, this yeah. this like place covered in random garbage that they've randomly found and dragged to this building and i i was very proud of how it turned out with all the random accoutrement uh i actually remember like being there and seeing this i was like one of your only supporters everybody was like this doesn't that doesn't make any sense kira your your concept doesn't i i do i do (laughs) want to i do want to say that like i want to be validated yeah i was a staunch supporter of this well you are absolutely correct for finishing your garage yeah correct (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna, what are you gonna put a car in there, you vain bastard? Get your cars out of your garage and use it for a playing upstairs. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all for very specific concepts as far as like I picture the person and the, the scenario before mm-hmm. I necessarily. I get it. I get tangentially related. Yeah. I have a lot of intrusive thoughts. Like, what if I just like whip the freezer open into the Corvette? Like, you're <laughs> like, what if I just like. Ran my key along the side of this Corvette right now. Yeah, my brother's Corvette is, is frequently parked in the garage. Yeah, and I just see it and I'm gotcha. like, oh, this this guy. Jake's doing very well for himself. He owns a boat in a house. And like, oh, yeah, I didn't know about a boat. He does have a boat, <laughs> which is crazy. He has like six cars. Oh, wow. Right? Well, yeah, but that's not a sign of well-offness. That's a sign of weakness. That's a sign of having a problem. Cause he likes to he likes to buy fixer uppers and okay. then fix them yeah. up and then yeah. uh, hang on to them for too long and then uh, be forced to give them up. Nice, right? <laughs> like he had a, he had a <laughs> Nissan, he had a Nissan Z for a while. Okay, it was a very old one. I was surprised yeah, this it wasn't is, called a Datsun. This is a very far away from the uh, the house flipper. Topic, I mean, same thing. house flipper, car flipper, the flight car flipper, the car mechanics, car mechanics, eighteen yeah. baby. See, there you go. Uh, Powerwise, yeah, I, I need I to get back into playing Powerwise. Because Markiplier did another video on it, and it was a new map, and I was like, oh, I guess they updated it. And I went and looked at it, and I was like, oh, they updated it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. I um, my thing is like House Flipper, Powerwatch Simulator. Those are like, I don't want to say depression games. Yeah, they're, they're like a vibe. Games. You need to be in the right mindset to play them. In the same way that Minecraft is like a frantic level of like, I... That's when you're manic, is Minecraft, and then when you're... Yes! That's a very accurate <laughs> summation! Yeah. Yeah, you just put on some music, you clean the house, like, it doesn't require that much active playing. Exactly. Um, and like, I can usually mm. knock out like one project, whether it's a power wash tome or a flip tome in like an evening. Right. It's like, that's, you know, I feel like I've accomplished something. No, power washing especially is really about nice. it. <laughs> power wash thing is great because like you have a couple of nozzles and, and like cleaners, but you don't have to like think about it. You, you just, just go, point you just, and do the thing. I feel you like just we're playing the power wash simulator differently because I, I feel like I think about it too much. <laughs> I get well, a little she's, bit She's a, 
professional power wash and you're a hobbyist. I get too washer. psyched out. Like by you're an like amateur. The efficiency of it. Like this should not be taking this long. <laughs> no, because like, I love power wash simulator because like once you become familiar with your tool set, you just kind of like zone out. Passively do it. Josh like, is a Josh is a already employee in your salary. <laughs> no, I'm mean, like, here and here. Josh get gets into you. the zen. You're like, you're yeah. like, you need to finish this job in one hour because I'm getting paid this hour whether I'm here one hour or five. <laughs> and Josh is like, I'm getting paid hourly. I'm making this one hour job a six hour job, man. No, yeah, because like you just get in there and you like see the oh, new man. map and you're like, okay, I guess... I can start there, and you're like, okay, let's do a pass with the wide nozzle. Clean the corner, I gotta use the standard nozzle, or the power nozzle even. Even though it sucks, and it's terrible, and you're like, oh, this isn't coming off, I need to do Is some Is that the cleaner. skinny one? Yeah. Yeah, that one annoys me. It's, it's like... It's, I like it, but it's just a little bit too do chaotic. Its, it doesn't do its job. It, like, it needs to be reined in slightly. This is such a... It's kind of me, like... How fucking bonkers it is to be talking about playing a power wash simulator. How that is the most, like, first world thing you can, like, be talking about and is doing. Talking about which nozzle of your virtual power washer is annoying to you. What's funny is Josh literally picked up the power wash nozzle that was over there when he got here. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's true. I was gonna be like, you know what that is, right? <laughs> and I forgot. <laughs> That's a good... I don't know. You got objects. I'll play with them. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I don't know. There's something about that came to me like in real time. Yeah. I'm like, wow. That's how I feel playing House Flipper a lot, especially (laughs) because it's like. Wow, Man. sure is nice Home to... Homeownership! Yeah, that's, that would be nice. That would, that's such a... We can only experience it yeah. in a simulator. We can't experience it in I real. I mean, like, I've got, I've got, like, half a kitchen's worth of stuff ready to go if I were to, like, get a house, and instead I'm like, I guess I'll just play this video game. About having a house, <laughs> yeah. About redoing houses. About uh, doing it in real life. Tell me about... Do you want to talk about any more of your games on your... Because I think me and Kara both hit ours. Hit ours. you want to talk about the yeah, rest I of yours before... I'll tell you what Death Story when I finish it. It's a cute game, Crow with Knife. I like it a lot. Yeah. I have heard about Death Story. There's I nothing, looked at it, looked there's like it's kind of it. Zelda y. There's nothing new here, but sure. it is a very pleasant game. Nothing both, new, but executed. Both in appearance well. and gameplay. Yeah. You get to fight like a. There's a huge horrifying witch with a pot on her head. Let me sell her? No. Sad. No, she's got like she's very Ghibli esque. Like she's like this wide. Oh, okay. She's got like these a, massive eyes. Like a what's her name from uh, from Howl's? What's Absolutely, her name? I don't know. The witch lady Japanese that doesn't mm-hmm. like Howl, but yeah, also yeah. likes Howl. I don't know. That's Who doesn't? I That's do. it. Uh, v Rising is cool. That's all. I heard Vampire Game. I like V Rising. It's like it's kind of like isometric Valhalla. Tell me, Valhalla. You say you have Valhalla. listed here a couple idol games, which is... <laughs> Man, it's <laughs> been a long time since I've had an idol game face. Yeah, please tell me. Like, I know that you're running, usually at any given time, like five idol games, so please tell me How about long, some of What's okay. your longest running idol game? Yeah, it was probably... Now it's industry idol, but in terms of hours played, it was Cookie Cooker. Well, okay, yeah. Because I just left that on. I left that on like twenty four hours that a day. That doesn't count. Um, 
I've been playing Industry Idol for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Okay. It, and that's because it it's like is... anytime I look at your game activity on Discord, I just see It's either Passive Fish or Industry Idol. Passive Fish is there too, yeah. That I've explains that a lot. I love, so like, Steam. I gotta explain <laughs> that I love, love, love fishing, foresting, and mining, mining aesthetics yeah. in games. Okay. Um, even though I don't like fishing games all that much, True. it's like... I still I still played fishing Baron Sea Simulator and that was that's like a hardcore nice. fishing. It's like an industrial fishing, but like so Industry Idol is like I'll, you know what, I'll talk a little bit about Industry Idol because I like it. It's like a I wanna say like city builder, but you're building like a production chain. Okay. And I love those games. And Industry Idol is like that and then you can turn it off and it'll generate money for you to okay. use when you come back See in. What? So, like, I, you set up, you, you develop your strategy, you set up, you do what you can with your money, and then you forget about it for eight hours, you come back, you see how things are going, you're like, hmm, how do I expand from here? And that's what I like about it. So, I have never understood the concept of an idol game. I think you just why, got it right Why would I, I don't get it, why would you want a game Click where it's button. not a game? Get things, get brain happy chemicals, repeat. Yeah, but I, the, the thing <laughs> is, it words. doesn't make enough for me. Like, I need to actively be doing something. Three words, Noah. Uh -huh. Number, go, up. No, it's just like a dopamine factor. I know games someone. prey on my brain. Yeah. yeah. The, Same here. Also, ADHD brain. Also, that's how it works. the best idle games are ones that have either an active component or strategy to them. Okay. See, I was gonna say they're the cute ones. Like all, I always liked. Um, I would get into random cycles where I'd be really into all of the idle games where it's like you have your little house that you're adding stuff to slowly yeah. Yeah. or whatever and it's 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 like dollhouse simulator but I have to wait for my little numbers to go up so I can yeah, buy I did, crap I did for my play little a fair amount of Clash of Clans which, would you consider that an idle game? No. I don't know what those are called I call them all Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though. My dad was into Ebony like real bad wow, around the time of Ebony and now like Every game, like all these games that are advertising themselves, and like you're just Ebony, like yeah. yeah. I see. But anyway, so the idol games I'm playing right now, Industry Idol is my favorite. I stopped playing Fallout Shelter. Oh my god! Fallout Shelter in the late game, I don't like it. It just like it gets annoying. I I've had a couple Fallout Shelter phases. Yeah, I mean, like it's really. I did appealing. play Fallout Shelter when it came out. It's really appealing because yeah. it's a familiar aesthetic, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, it's a brand that I kind of yeah. like." Is it bad that's that that's the that's... only thing that carried me through playing it all was it's like I have attachment to Fallout. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like that is the the Fallout pre thing that I think actually appealed to me the most in hindsight? What Fallout Shelter? <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not surprised like the... by that. I don't well, know the rest why. of them are like first-person shooter RPGs, which you are not exactly a first-person well, shooter kind of gal. I, you like Skyrim, though. But that's the well thing. I, I could tell there was something about Fallout. I was like so close to loving it to death, and I don't know if it was difficulty settings. Like There was one of the games where I had set it too low, and it was too easy, and then the other times that's I actually a problem. too high. That's a problem. It was so the game hard. Was the game. Yeah. There was just something off Play about those that made it 
just a little bit too hard for me just to like play, truly love. Just them. play New Vegas, except New Vegas is my. I, that was the one that I had the hardest time with. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. by that. Actually, Casadors can be na- Casadors. Oh, yeah, can be nasty. The just like, follow the follow the path the game tells you. If you step like three steps out of the the starting area, there's death claws. <laughs> If you go, you have to go up to Quarry Junction like deliberately for that. Though, if you want to go to the main setting of the game, you have to go through Death Claws. Or you go the way that they suggest you go, all the way around. I went through. <laughs> you can do that. That's the great thing about New Vegas. If you want to do that, you can. But like, also the game does say, "Hey, that might be tough. Here's another way to go." I'm realizing I may have just been really bad at listening to the instructions that the game gave. Yeah, the game will suggest it's like It's an open world game. Do what you want. It is an open world game. Exactly. You free. talk to people and they will suggest like, "Hey, like uh this is he was rumored like the quest is literally called they went that away." Oh, yeah, um yeah. where like you're ch- like trying to track down the guy who, you know, yeah. shot you in the head. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, they went south towards towards like uh towards Prim and like so you just kind of follow and it ends up leading you kind of around in this loop down yeah. at the southern part and it kind of gradually co- like leads you up towards New Vegas. Yeah, I, I, I like, uh, that one I tried so hard. I wanted also, to New like Vegas, so I think, hard. is less of the aesthetic that you like of Fallout because it's more just, it's more of a Western I than, like, like, the, the 50, than like the 50s oh. type thing. And Cowboys? No, I just, what I remember of New Vegas was the Vegas part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, I was, which was the one part that I, I really liked. I was, I, was, I, was, I, I was guessing that, like, more of, like, the 50s aesthetic that is what too. you were in on at Fallout, and that would be more of three and four's bag. Yeah. Because one, two, and New Vegas are very... One, two, and... Three and four are post-apocalyptic games. Mm-hmm. One, two, and New Vegas are post-post-apocalyptic games. Mm-hmm. So it's like rebuilding of society. And, and again, they're set out west, so they're cowboy games. With also weird ogre men and giant yeah. lizards and scorpions and horrible death mosquitoes. All classic parts of cowboy literature. Yeah. <laughs> All classic parts of yeah. cowboy literature, yeah. 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 I, I mean, yeah. That's like when the man with no name, Clint Eastwood, rolls into town and it's, I, it's a giant death claw that's like... The, the, the mayor's like there's just been this ruffian that's been showing up and instead of he's expecting like a gunman and then like out of this like out of the alleyway lumbers just like a death claw with a man's head in its jaws and he's just like oh shit yeah and a hat yeah and of course and a little 10 gallon I would really love a death claw to come at me with a pistol (laughs) that would be very funny yeah, uh, even the this is an unpopular opinion that I'm gonna drop and then move on right away from. But even like '76 has a flawless aesthetic. Uh, I think '76 aesthetically is great. Blue Ridge Mountain. Yeah, dude, I got. I'm so sad I got burned so bad on '76. I bought yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay now. And yeah, it's, like, it is. That is such a bad compliment, though. It is okay now. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not. It's no No Man's Sky. Yeah, Anyways. it is not the redemption story of No Man's Sky. It is Anyways, it is a perfectly uh, playable game, but do not set these days. Do not settle for good when there is so much great out there to experience. Just, yes. just to cap off the idle game conversation, mm. my favorite one right now is Farm RPG. That's the only one I'll recommend. I'm also playing Grimoire and Exo Miner. Why do I feel like Grimoire sounds familiar? Does it uh, turn on? Do you, does this look familiar? No. Okay. Right. And then on my computer, <laughs> I'm playing Industry, Industry Idol, Passifish. Passifish. Passifish grabbed me in a big way. 
it just like it, it latches on to the bit you and it's hooked. It it grabs my brain in the worst kind of way. Uh, but that's it's one with an act. It, it's a, it's not an idle game. It's an incremental game, okay. and the difference is that it does nothing when I turn it off. Got it. Right. So you have to leave it on. Right. Um, and then I also have one called Idle Spiral, okay. which is kind of cool because it basically like calculates a mathematical like shape, and yeah. then you can add to the different numbers to make it like do things. <clears throat> Neat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to me. And we're gonna move. <laughs> Do I have to? to? <laughs> we're gonna move to our read section. Kira, have you read anything in the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, the call out. The call out post. I apologize, but also I am the same way. Okay. I've. I here's uh, before I, I will say I also have not really read much of anything. I we are, me and Josh were supposed to be doing a project where we read Harry Potter to discover if it was actually good. Fun fact, we don't need to read it. It's just mid. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, but uh, I've tried reading Kith and Kin, which is the critical role novel oh, focused yeah. on facts and backs. Um, lovely. I, I am like maybe like eight chapters in. Very well written. Love it. Can't it. Just can't no. <laughs> get farther. Just can't read. Yeah, just can't read. Yeah. That's the thing. Like... This is not the same brain that I read Harry Potter five in nope. third grade with. This is nah, something yeah. has happened. Without, without, honestly, without my like ADHD meds, which I'm not on currently, uh, I used to just like read books, like just go right through yeah. them. And now I'm either like I can't read anything ever, or I'm going to read this in one day. And yeah, I'm, same. I re I mean, I reread Harry Potter seven before our project, and I read it in one night. Um, Mainly because Harry Potter 7, there's a whole lot of nothing going on for a lot of it, so it's a very easy read of just like, hey, we teleported around places. Um, uh, I do want to hear about <laughs> anything that you've got, Kira, in this so, regard. I, I will just say really quickly, briefly, I am currently keeping up with My Hero Academia, but wow. I can't talk about it at all because both of you, I think, care about that to some degree. Slightly. And I'll, I'll remember to be, like it again eventually. Don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to spoil it. I'll remember anything. to like it again eventually. <laughs> That's a good way That's to That's such put a it. mood for me Yeah. Some of these properties. Yep. Same. Uh, I, I, my Hero was like a such a such a hot flash in the pan. I was so obsessed with it for such a short amount of time. Like yeah. I bought merch, which I never do. And then I forgot it existed and need to go back and watch it. Is, again, it is excellent. The manga right now we'll is insane. Can't wait for it to get animated. Can't talk about it at all because mm. there's really big plot developments yeah, don't that you guys would care about. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about any of my reading experience. Okay, right now. there is one book that I haven't finished but that I found so fascinating when I did start reading it. Because um, I like thrifting a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I thrift a lot of weird books. And a that ends up being way easier for me. Are you going to give like, us this account where you thrifted a, a woman's diary from no! the 1930s? And that's, that's what you're weird. Reading? <laughs> Can you imagine? That you you just go through your own personal sub Rosa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I wish. <laughs> no, how do you even get that that's, joke? That's, that's, I understand that like you're referencing <laughs> Star Trek, I'm sure. Buddy, you don't even know. <laughs> Oh, Beverly has an ancestral candle ghost that all of the female relatives in her family have had relations with. Star Trek is fucking wild outside of any kind of context. 
That's the most insane sentence that anyone's ever said in life. That's very yeah, funny. No, I think I do weird. think I do, I do think that specific term was brought up at some point in Lower Decks as well. It, like offhand references. Like oh yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the only thing anybody talks about her character anymore is that she had a love ghost that her grandma also like the movie Ghost. Kinda. <laughs> Did they do the pottery thing too? I, no, I, they just have her sit there really awkwardly while he's like, ooh, and uh, like goes okay. into her. So like the pottery thing, but without the pottery to make it interesting. It's apparently it's a bad episode. I genuinely, I remember watching it for the first time and being like genuinely loving it. <laughs> but that was also when I was watching because I watched Next Generation in college for the very first time, and it was so wonderfully bad, and I love it so much. Um, but I've yeah. got us off the thread. What did you thrift? Oh, okay. So there's one book that I really need to finish because I think it's interesting. But it's um, I guess this I guess the author was like a really popular fantasy author back in the day. But it's Magic Kingdom for sale. But then it's crossed out and it says sold, in which this dude. I don't. I think his wife dies, but he's like this depressed lawyer guy, and he sees an ad in the paper for a magical kingdom that is for sale. He just like lives in Chicago, and he's like, he's like, what? Yeah, he's like, I have nothing to live for. My wife would have loved this. I'm gonna offer to buy this. There's no way this is real. This is clearly a joke. But I'm gonna put up the money to buy this quote unquote magical kingdom. This is ridiculous. I'll do it. And he does it, and he goes. And he has to, like, make all these agreeances and be like, you really are ready to do this? <laughs> yeah, totally. And he then gets transported he gets to a magical kingdom, this lawyer from Chicago. When is, when is this uh, story I want to say it was from the 80s. Um, we're talking, like, I, I really like buying, like, 70s and 80s fantasy books, especially if they're a little bit weirder. Do you um, know the author's name? Let me double check. It was it was one of I, when I looked him up I was like oh he's like very popular in the realm of he's called J R R Tolkien because <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Terry this... Brooks oh yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. the name yeah yes, yes. Um, I don't know any of his work but I've heard the name so like for context the cover of this book immediately sold me it's such a good weird book cover. Yeah, I'm looking at it oh, too. Yeah. That's a great. It's that's so very iconic. Funny. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that old like first edition Dungeons and Dragons oh, art style. Wait, yeah, let me yeah. tell you, that's on my list of things that I want desperately to find. A first old edition D books. Oh yeah. yeah. But like, I refuse to go on eBay and buy them. I have to find them naturally at like their stores or estate sales. By the um, way, we're unfortunately. <laughs> I would love to talk about D and D at length. Please talk you talk about it for a little bit longer. I know you want this podcast to not be limited by comfort but time, it has been like but four hours. it's not about the time; it is about our battery. No, that's fine. We are at the end of it, so like, just all I'll say is we play D and D a lot. It's fun. I wasn't even gonna talk about D and D. Just that this book, Magic Kingdom for sale. I love the concept. I kept thinking that it would make a good D and D campaign if you could work it correctly. But this guy just basically just has to be like the savior of this this like destitute land that's like oh, yeah, ran yeah. out of magic. It's like, so good. <laughs> and I need to finish the book. <laughs> ah. Can we, uh, this is, uh, for further content, mm. future yeah. content for the segment, when we talk about playing, can we include tabletop stuff that we've been, like, it, developments in our tabletop games, if we have any that we'd like to talk about? Oh, well, you should probably put that in the small talk bit. In the small talk bit, you think? Or does yeah, you, that can like, fit in, like, yeah. the play? What if it, we need to talk, want to talk about more, like, at length, though? 
Well then, do it. Okay, cool. Bruh. That epic. Epic gamer moment. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I Tell turned <laughs> I turned one of my players into a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. I threw one off of a cliff. They survived. Oh. I uh, don't get to play my game for the whole summer. Yeah. I don't get to run my game rather for the whole summer. It's that's okay because we get to do this instead. That's true. We get to Accurate. do this instead. Anyway, uh, that um, sounds fascinating. I'd never heard of that. Yeah. No, that sounds like a very interesting. I, that sounds very cool. As the only other person who has read anything. Yeah. Please tell me about uh, your your you reading. Just, just so everyone's aware, I have read a shitload of comics recently. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is a, he's a he's got a project cooking. I'm I'm working on a project. I've told other people, so I guess I can announce it. I'm working on a project about Anya Corazon, uh, who is a spider girl that I'd never heard of. She's cool. So I read her entire publication history, like everything she's ever appeared in, I read. Please nice. tell her how long the script is, Josh. It's 100 pages and 53k words, because ah. I, just, I just dumped my summary of every comic into the one master script. This sounds like the kind of video that I would definitely watch all eight it's hours gonna be, on YouTube. It's gonna be a video essay and it's gonna be long. I mean, there's only like six video essays like that, so I feel like <clears throat> right off the bat, you're... you're like the eight hour victorious yeah. video yeah. essay. Yeah, those are my I favorite Quentin genre TV. of video are too or, long and about <clears throat> weird Disney Anyway, yeah, I, again, the, 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 did you see the Mighty Med one that I recently just came watched up? it. Dude, I did not watch yet but I played it and the first clip of him just turning his hand into a chainsaw is legitimately the funniest shit I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Iconic. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah so I've read a shitload of comics. I don't want to talk about any of them because like. Save it for the, save for the video. I, yeah, yeah. I have to make the video and I also wrote so much about these comics. And you don't want to like talk about it. And I basically lore dump on Noah every week whatever. I'm sure he does. But I, I, there's I've, some Spider-Man's got some weird shit going on in his shared universe and characters. I don't the know. web of life and destiny is that what it's called? The web of life yes. and destiny. Is the web of called? life and destiny makes a lot more sense to me now. Oh. That's it. Oh, have you seen the Matrix? Like you understand? Your... Yeah, well, it's not. It's not as mysterious as they make it out to be in the first, because they later like develop the concept and like, oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, cool. <laughs> but, like, out of... It is so wild to me that out of all of the characters in the Marvel Universe, why is Spider-Man, like, the, the fulcrum of the universe? Why not? Because the god of life is a spider. <laughs> That's one of the sentences that I'm really looking forward to this video for. She's called something. I don't know. We'll talk about it later. So yeah. I read a manga. This is important because I don't read manga. Right. It's called Boys Run the Riot. It's been living rent-free in my head ever since I read it, because I heard about it on a podcast, I looked it up, I went, that's interesting, I bought the first volume, I read it, and I bought the next three volumes, there's four in total, uh, you can buy them on Kindle, and they have been translated to English, and if you, like, the Kindle app reads manga, like, really well, I was not expecting how good it was, and it even, like, it has you scroll to the left instead of the right, because it's a manga, uh... But Boys Run the Riot is about a trans boy in Japan in, like, high school. Uh, the manga is written by a trans man in Japan. And it's about the boy discovering, like, they get outed at one point. It's about, like, gender and self-expression and finding your identity. Because they, they hook up with this, like very Yakuza-esque, like Yakuza the game-esque punk character who's like <clears throat> a super cool friend. And like they just, they he's like, 
let's make a fashion brand. So they start a fashion brand. And, like, it's really cool, and it, it goes into that, and it also has to do with the characters. And, like, I found it really g- cool. I enjoyed reading it a lot. It covers a lot of, like, LGBT issues in a really cool way, because it's coming from, you know, a place that obviously is deep in it. And, like, I just, I thought, saw, found it a really cool experience. Like, it's over, there's the four volumes, and then the story's done. <clears throat> it was very cool. I would encourage people to read it. I liked it a lot. Without giving away anything you encourage people to read it. Well, I mean, I, I, there's, there's not really, like, it's not a drama. Right. Sure. But it's, still, you don't want to spoil it. It's just, it's just a lot about, like, struggling with your identity. Yeah struggling with like the concept of gender and self-expression and trying finding an outlet to be able to communicate your feelings right i liked it a lot and also the team that translated it into english was all trans so it's a, it's a very it's like a trans manga by trans people it's really cool yeah that's impressive that is very cool anyway you got your last bit of the segment right because uh, we are kind of run i think near the end of our of our runtime here. No, yeah, now, I mean, Kira, did you prepare a favorite thing? What? Do you want to talk? Did you not read this? Is there anything, like, that last kind of segment there at the end, is there anything of those? It doesn't have to be one of each of those, it's just one thing out of those categories. Oh, God. Is there anything that you're super passionate about that you haven't covered here yet that you want to talk about? Oh. That was, like, your favorite thing. Thing of that kind of thing, you know? I didn't read if that. you could make if you could make someone if you clockwork orange them to a chair and you <laughs> make them watch anything or I, play anything what or would it read be? anything or experience anything I that sounds cruel but if you but if they were not cruelty involved oh heavens I don't know I told you I'm bad at having favorites this is this is lore now. This it is, is the canon lore. Kira lore. To my character. Kira lore. That I'm. No, no. Or not Kira lore. Or is it Kira dead? <laughs> my evil brother! Yeah. If, I ah. said, if I said, what is something you think everyone should see, play, or read? I don't know that I feel that way about anything. What know. is something that you think probably most people should see, play, or read? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you anything like beloved from your childhood that left I, a big impact on you? I uh, Obviously, Gem and the Holograms. I was... Oh, I did have a Gem and the Holograms phase, but actually I was in, like, high school. And I discovered it. <laughs> and I, like, binged a bunch of it on Netflix. But I was really into Nancy Drew as a child. Like, that was a core was part of my personality. Um, something you should know about me is I spent much of my childhood reading books from like the 50s and oh, it I've got did... a pile of Hardy Boys in the I got a lot of Hardy Boys myself too I, I'm, a lot of my language development ended up being like words I learned in books that were written in the 50s yeah. and that was a problem Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, I just recently <clears throat> found my Trixie Belden uh, books that I had read as a kid what the I hell is a Trixie Belden so it's a very similar to like a Nancy Drew. She's okay. just a different character. Like a Babysitter's Club. Like no, I hated the Babysitter's Club. Wow, um, hot takes. Here I found it that kind of boring. boring. Ooh, also, spill the tea. I hindsight twenty twenty like because uh, I I was recently diagnosed as type one diabetic. So like in hindsight, I was like, 
oh, that was diabetes that that character had in the Babysitter's <laughs> Club. And I don't know why, but my brain had like made up some completely other unrelated story where she was a villain somehow because of this. And now I'm like, no, that uh, I do the same things now because I have the diabetes. Yes, so that's how it works. I just like must have completely misunderstood those Babysitter Club's books as a kid because yeah, it didn't right. make any sense to me. I did not get into those. But um, I don't know. I was very much like I read a lot of the random books that are around the house. Or I was a Star Wars kid. I just kind of would be obsessed with whatever my parents liked. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will forget that I was into things until somebody else brings them up. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you, I have goldfish brain. It's oh, yeah, like really someone, someone said, like, the Magic Treehouse books. Oh, so yeah! Treehouse <laughs> Those were good. Would you know that, like, that's one of the only dreams I've ever remembered is specifically myself being in the situation of the one where they go into the Titanic, which the oh, wild no. subject matter for oh, the no. Magic Treehouse to kind of explore. Sorry, you just, you just made me remember something that I'm... Liberty's kids obsessed with no um Barbie Princess and the Popper. I think everybody should have. <laughs> oh my God! That. You and Cher who are kindred spirits. She says it's the best Barbie movie. It is. She proclaims it. I've seen it. Honestly, I've un- I've unfortunately probably seen that movie more than any other movie because Bye. that was a babysitting movie I used to show to this kid I would babysit. We watch it like every time, and uh, it's so good. It's so good. I don't care what anybody says. The music is actually amazing. And yeah, that's another thing that she says. Incredible. The soundtrack is incredible. Yes. By the merit of having sisters and having been on a lot of car rides, I have seen every Barbie movie up to a certain year. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and it. Princess and the Popper is clearly the There's best. There's some one. shit from one of the Barbie movie. Which one? Nope it's the it's the Tinkerbell movie. Oh. Which one? Which is burned into my brain. Which one? It's that shit where they're like going in the first one, where they like go, they like have that like flying manta ray, and they're captured by the enemy, and they're having them like give directions to their castle or whatever. Oh yeah, that's good. And it like he just keeps telling him to go left, and every time, (laughs) every time the pilot is like lefting, left a room. Yeah, so yeah, that's your thing, is you're recommending The Princess and the Popper. Yeah, I nice. guess. I, I don't know why that's I don't thing. think Barbie has ever produced a popper in its life, but I'll... Uh, I did, homeless Barbie! I will yeah. say, I it's did... It's a surprising, uh... It's a surprising analysis into class struggle, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's the same thing as the Fast Pass video. <laughs> I did catch a couple episodes of the Barbie's Dream House. That, that actually looked good. like it's very that funny. That was shockingly good. Yeah, that so looked like it was so actually, fun. like, good writing, like, funny yeah, stuff. Where my, yeah. my favorite 100%. bit was they just, like, Barbie, having had this um, incredible amount of careers, was just a joke. Yeah. Like like how in, Looney, in the Looney Tunes sitcom, yeah. how Bugs have Bugs been a president. Been, yeah, yeah. That was, that was yeah, so cool. All right. Well so, Okay. I'm the only one who wrote something down for this, but like, I, um, I had uh, didn't have anything specific, but I can come up with something. Very last thing, just a link to something that you like that you want people to watch. Mine is Up Is Not Jump. Fallout Three DLC is a nightmare. I never played the DLC in Fallout Three. Very interesting look at it. Okay. Very uh, entertaining what, guy. What's something that you want to like link and shout out? What's a cool video you watched? Um, I mean, you sort of already mentioned it, but I just did the, the duology of 
the um, lab rats and then the mighty med yeah the, the lab rats and mighty med video essays breakdown yeah, yeah. i can't um, remember both, the guys both like three and a half hour videos yeah, yeah. no and, yeah dude quentin put out those videos on iCarly and uh victorious yeah. and those 100%. Were, uh, so good. The Lab Rats one was very good yeah. that I watched. The, what YouTuber is that? I don't remember his name. Please I'll look him up. Yeah, um, that's important. Yeah, he's he's also great. Um, I'm so always looking. I, I guess so. Those 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 kept me through the last couple weeks. Right. His name is playing Ke- all that Minecraft. I needed background noise. His name is Key and Carlisle. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I might have to like, go watch that because I love like. Well, yeah, the Labyrinth one breakdown to bad. Just to explain come. the whole Disney show to me, please. Like, yeah. I don't care how many hours it takes, do it. That's the, the whole, whole the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I'm already very fascinated by like Disney shows and that like just in general, I find them interesting. I was watching a lot of those shows way later than normal because I still find watching kids series really interesting and I mean, kind of keeping up with yeah, the same. It, but I mean, I've been. Uh... I'm watching the Spider-Man cartoon right now. I've been the one on wait, which one? The one from 2017. Oh, okay. I was not watching the Disney Junior Spider-Man and Friends not that long oh, ago. Oh, with Gwen and Miles. The, the weird like yes. chibi one. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, <laughs> I, I, I my Spider-Man to reference your choice is going to be Spectacular Spider-Man because that was an excellent animated Spider-Man show. Would recommend it. Um, that's not my shout out. Um, just going along with the Spider Man show. Well, you can't like drop a link to yeah. something. You can't drop a link to that. Disney. I also <laughs> like am kindred of the watching show yes. because I'm agonizing over the rest of um, the rest of season three of Amphibia and season oh. two of Owl House being put on Disney Plus because those have both concluded at this point. Yeah, and they're not on Disney Plus yet, and it's killing me. I'm waiting for them. Those are both excellent shows as well. By the way, Owl House and Amphibia. Amphibia is not finished. Owl House is maybe finished, but we might get more. Please stop drop using your shout out. Sorry. My shout out is <laughs> yeah, sure. It. They don't need that. <laughs> My shout out, I think, is um, Garfield Dark Ride, right? I, I mean, that was actually going to be my suggestion, but I don't need to shout out to Funk Man. Um, I think my shout out is probably going to be um tv skyans uh youtube channel um i, I don't have a specific video to three word pitch go he league design analysis hey wait a minute <laughs> league league design analysis league yeah of legends yeah oh okay yeah um League character design analysis and just other stuff too. He's been doing an, a series on Elden Ring. Um, he has a shorts channel where he does great looks, does great like shorts, like hot, design hot takes or shorts, just like short analysis. And then longer form on his main channel. He makes great content. He's got a great voice to listen to. He's got a very interesting uh, accent that I can't quite place, but he is he's his voice is very fun to listen to, and yeah. he does his scripting is good. Uh, okay. So TV Sky and we will have a description of some uh, kind where we'll put all these links. Yeah, I'm no, sure. that's, that's the point. That's where they go. So you can click yeah. on them and look. At also, stuff. we will probably the again the email. Uh, I, I may put in what it actually is with uh, audio in post, but that will definitely be in the in the. Description. We should go find the shittiest email service imaginable. Like, I, like, 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 like hotmail. Hot can you? Can I still get a hotmail? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah, that would be very funny. All right, well, that'll about do her. Uh, everyone should go watch the Tony Hawk documentary, which is on HBO Max. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, what the hell is this? You're just gonna drop that at the end of the podcast? Yeah, what the hell? documentary. It's great. Anyway, okay. uh, thanks so much for uh, allowing us to do this with you, Kara. I hope you had a good time. Oh yeah. <laughs> that sounded so disingenuous. That sounded like like most like you've held me captive for four hours of my life. No, it was fun. But it's, it's after midnight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleepy. No, yeah, yeah. You can't feed her. No, this is great. Day. I love like sitting yeah. down and having Don't a give talk. Me water. No, this is the. I I actually really am glad that you pitched this, and I'm also. You know what? Uh, indirectly, thanks to Jamal for not being able to play D and D for the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for enabling. Listen, man. He has to be the final guest, right? <laughs> the final guest. <laughs> he has to be the final guest for oh, this no. season. We could go to the camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the camp. We're not. I'm not doing that to him. No. What? We leave. I just have to take the day off work and like. Yeah. Bastard. Where no. is it? It's in Traverse City. It's like four hours away. You want to bleep that? <laughs> yeah, I will bleep that in Paris. All, right. All right. So, like, closing thought, final thought. A pot. I've wanted to do a podcast like this for years and years and years, and I am so happy that it's getting halfway done. <laughs> now we just got to do the other. Half. Now we just got to do the other half. Uploading, which you, the you editing can, is minimal. The uploading is the hard part. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher. Don't say we're places where it is yet. We will where wherever they'll let me put this podcast, I will put it. This but, podcast, okay, this is, Minecraft tutorials can get on Pornhub. This podcast belongs. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this is the best way to advertise a product, but let me look. I'm gonna get rid of Josh saying those specific services, and we're going to put an audio at the end that says actually where it will be after we upload. You can it. find this podcast okay, on. Don't it. <laughs> he and is, he is mouthing. Yeah, he's making a. Yeah, we're gonna do like a. Uh, what's the guy's name? The narrator that you set in your ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do like a that like. You, I forgot we said Andy Fine. I think Andy Fine name. is a, a yeah. He's the using, hand. He's the hand bot. The hand unit and also the FNAF. voice of like the PA system in yeah, uh, security. Like, you have selected Eggs Benedict. Hey, thank welcome Eggs Benedict. So that's the voice we had. We'll drive exotic butters. I'd like to circle back uh, <laughs> and just say uh, Biff Yeager was the guy's name. From the letter writing campaign that I mentioned. Oh, <laughs> that's a very wow way to way to get way to drive it home. Way to get in there. And that so if you want me back, <laughs> I insist that you start sending letters to the PO box that does not exist, or else. To I the email write. address. Send electronic letters to the email. No, address. they have to be physical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't it doesn't work if you don't have a giant can I, bag. Can I print out the emails, put them in an envelope, and send them to you? Does it cost have... money to have a P.O. box? Yes. Yeah. How much? Like, like 70 Depends. bucks a year, I think. It yeah. just well, not, a not a lot. Not worth it at our stage, but no. like maybe eventually. I mean, we're going to be huge. Next stop the world! Stuff, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First anyway. Spotify, then uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, I think we should uh, wrap up here, though, Kira. This was great having you. Thank you and for coming on the show, which is a real good thing to say about a thing that is definitely real. This is a real thing. Um, <laughs> we are, uh, we're going to mount up and uh, Laughing's going to take back to the skies. And Woosh. Flying sounds. And we will land approximately oh. two weeks from now at another location. Approximately with two another, weeks. The recording approximately two weeks from the recording of this. Uh, 
uploading probably a week. No, but I was saying like approximately two weeks after this comes out, there'll be another one. Oh, that's true. With another fabulous guest star, unless he dodges us again, and then it might be Kara again. We can see if we can see if I would like to sit down with Newman. Yeah, I would. I feel like he could talk to me about French philosophy for a while. That's true, he could very talk about that. Anyway, this is, this is like, as we fade out, this is like a roll as we fade out. <laughs> this is audible. <laughs> this is a LibriVox recording. <laughs> we hope you have enjoyed this audio program.